0: What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome to another edition of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, now powered by position.com and presented by Hameen Media. On today's show, we're talking Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Bullet Club, and, of course, some WWE. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to tell you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world. We're talking creative as well as the business behind the business that is this crazy world of professional wrestling. You can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at Hitting the Marks, Shoot us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day. Joined, as always, alongside my Huckleberry, RBV. Rick, welcome to your show. It's me, it's me. It's said R to the B to the V, Rick Pickery.
1: Jargo, we are a day late, but not a dollar short. We're going to turn in uh, some unfortunate technical issues. We're going to leave Saturday behind us. We are going to make this a Sunday fun day that you will not, that you're going to remember forever here. We got a lot to talk about from around the world of professional wrestling, but I'm also I'm, I'm buzzing a little bit now. We are just a few hours away from finding out the four teams that are going to make the, the college football playoffs I, here in Ohio. We are buzzing. The Buckeye State is making their arguments, and we firmly believe
0: that we will be that
1: fourth team in.
0: And the state of Iowa says, sorry about your damn hey, luck. Hey,
1: that that is a great, that was a great moment this season for Iowa. The Hawkeye's right there, they they can hang their hats on it they could potentially have had a win over the national champs but hey okay, we're lining this up against Alabama we we firmly believe that we still have the better resume. Alabama's got a weak schedule. They were playing nobody's late in the year. Not only did they not even they didn't win their cha- their conference championship. They didn't even get runner up. They finished 3rd in their conference. We're feeling pretty good that that we've got the edge and we're not so stupid here. We we know it comes down to a uh, there is a political agenda at hand too, so they sit down and they line up. Who's going to give us the biggest payoff? The state of Ohio, the, the state of Alabama. It's going to be a damn close race, but we firmly believe that that the Buckeye Nation travels further and spends more money when they do. So we got all we got the we got
0: all the edge. Hawkeyes blew you out by thirty-one points, man. Thirty-one points. I mean, if it was a close loss. Yeah, I'd give it to you, but thirty-one. Hey, we bounced
1: back. Everyone has an off day.
0: The number one, points. the number
1: one team in the country lost to Syracuse.
0: Well, let's it talk happens. about. Let, let, let's talk about the real number one team in the country. The real number one team in the country is both of our Duke Blue Devils. Number one sure. beat South Dakota State College University, whatever, yesterday by twenty points. Because that's what we do. We beat up on the little guy at Cameron. Hey, it was beautiful.
1: It's early in the year. I, I love watching some college basketball anytime they're on, especially our Blue Devils. Anytime they're taking the floor, I'm glued in. I'm, I know what's going on. But we have to be honest, nothing matters until March. And So right now it's just kind of kick back and enjoy the ride.
0: That Florida game, man, when they were down by 20, I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. We're, we're about to get smoked. And then they came back. I was surprised. Behind Grayson Allen, of all people. That hey, kid's man. career is done at the end of this season. There ain't no chance any NBA team's taking a chance on him. I could do an hour about how much I hate Grayson Allen as a Duke fan.
1: Wow, hurtful, hurtful.
0: I, I like Allen.
1: But anyway, you know, I don't think the people tuned in to hear,
0: uh, hear us talk. We could do a sports podcast. Yeah, we could do yeah. that. Maybe maybe we we should do that because, you know, we're not busy enough as it is. Uh, Let's 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 jump into the world of professional wrestling Um, right off the top here. We're going to talk a little bit of impact because there was nowhere else for me to fit it on the run sheet. So let's just let's talk impact. Get it out of the way. Number one, impact back up to two hundred and fifty five thousand viewers from one hundred and sixty nine thousand viewers. We said last week they were off dish network because of the CBS uh, deal. We knew those numbers were going to be bad, especially with the Thanksgiving holiday throwaway episode right back to where they were before.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, is it really any surprise there? You, you lose a huge chunk of your potential viewing audience in addition to it being a holiday where you traditionally have not done so well. And it almost, you know, they really didn't have any control over the, the network negotiations. That, that was beyond them
0: yeah completely out of their control i pop tv just kind of suffers as the little guy inside of the cbs right. umbrella so that
1: that's completely out of their control that's just going to that's going to happen it seems like they knew that they were going to experience some sort of hit uh for this this week's episode running on thanksgiving because they didn't even they didn't run out really any new material except for that main event you know it was all past turkey bowl matches leading up to one new one there uh where the masterpiece, what's his name there, Adonis?
0: Yeah, Chris Adonis. Or, or,
1: yeah, where he had to don the turkey suit. But... So they, they, they're right back where they should be, which I think is where we're leading into here, which is going to make a great point here.
0: The big question now is we hear Laurel Van Ness, EC3, Bobby Lashley, all looking to make their exit from the company. We know James Storm has made his exit from the company. That's like 80% of their star power. What's this going to do to their numbers now? I know the buzz out there on the internet. Fans are seeing that these
1: these names in particular are departing this country, and there's a bit of a panic. You know, this is just another issue with this company that they're continuing to go downhill. They're not going to survive. Really, think back all the star power that this company has seen come and go. They've lost much bigger names than the ones that we that we're sitting here staring at right now, and yet they continue to survive. Then we go back here and look at their ratings. They're sitting around that two hundred thousand mark, correct? Yep. Right right in there. There was
0: two hundred and fifty to two hundred and eighty thousand every week.
1: They they were sitting in that range a year ago when you had the Hardy Act going on, the hottest act at that time of professional wrestling. People freaked out. There's no way they're gonna survive. How are they gonna keep on going? They just let the hottest act of professional wrestling walk.
0: Well, here we are a year later, and they're still holding at that number. So I think the logical conclusion here is there's 250 to 280 thousand people throughout the country who have pop TV that will watch professional wrestling if it's on their TV, regardless of what it is.
1: Yeah, and, and what I'll compare it to is going back to the original ECW. How many times have we seen they build up a star, build up a star, build up a star? Your Ravens, Taz, Rob Van Dam's, anybody there? They kind of hit that ceiling there, where. You know, they're a little bigger than the company. Their names out there, fans know them. So at that point, Heyman says, hey, go. I, I can't go any further with you, uh, you know, financially and all this. Go get your money. Go get your living. This is why you do this. You can always come home. But then he knew it's time to keep elevating and bringing up that next crop. And then, once again, you recycled the same system. We, we have that here with Impact Wrestling. I, I don't think, you know, they are working out a ton of money for an El Patron. Uh, I don't know so much about the deal with Johnny Impact. You assume he gets a good chunk. Do, are those guys really moving the needle? Maybe you want to always have a few of those names around to so that your, your product has a little more name recognition. But they should be banking on more of that next level down with like Drake, Sutter, those types of talents, OVE, any kind of working relationships they've got with some other promotions that maybe can offset some of that cost. I don't see this as that big of an issue for for Impact
0: Wrestling. So let's look at it from the talent perspective. Where, where do you see these guys? I mean, Laurel Van Ness, there's absolutely a place for inside of the NXT universe right now. EC3, Bobby Lashley, WWE bound? Or do you not see the, the company welcoming them back into the fold?
1: Well, what we're really seeing here lately right from WWE is and they're, they're pretty much willing to do business with anyone. Uh, they they want to bring in more talent. They've, they've certainly been expand, expanding their roster. Uh, Vanessa like, like you said, man, I think she would be an amazing fit uh, with within the NXT system. Uh, potentially start, because right now they're going to have a great crop down there. Uh, you've also got rumors of maybe the women getting their, their own show, their own program to highlight some of their talent. Great fit there. Just on her right now. What? Uh, what about also? Uh, I mean, she's shown that she can, she can perform some tremendous character work. What about like her and Lucha Underground?
0: Ooh, I could see that too. I, I guess the logical conclusion for me with Van Ness is she's dating Zack Ryder, so she's got an in. So it just seems logical to me that she would at least get an NXT tryout. I mean, not to say that it goes anywhere, but right, at least bring her in.
1: Yeah, to please get at least get a look there. Uh, then kind of going down here. I think EC three.
0: Would you see would you put him in NXT or straight to the main roster?
1: I, I think I would probably if he would go the WWE route, give him some time in NXT. Let him get back in your system. I would I would feel better him working for an extended period of time with those guys down to performance center in NXT, you know, especially with Triple, Triple H and and Regal than just kind of throwing him in with, with Vince and his crew on the red and blue brands.
0: Do you bring him back in as EC3, or do they change his name back to, what was it, Derek Bateman? Do you really think there is a huge EC3 brand out there with the WWE audience? I, that's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. And I, I guess the the, the I, big I guess, question uh, there is Dixie Carter, if you want to bring Dixie Carter back in. Because they seem to be on good terms with her now.
1: I would see, you know, unless you are going to work an angle with her coming in, and, and there most certainly are some other ties to to a lot of talents within the company that have spent extended amount of time working with Dixie. So she has those relationships. If you're if WWE is willing to open up outside of their own bubble and actually bring those into their storytelling, then yeah, you you have something there. But outside of that, I, I don't really know in the WWE with universe with that general audience if there is a huge market for the ec3 versus a Bateman, maybe you just hold on to it so those that do know who he is you keep that familiarity you just don't put that sour taste in their mouth
0: because I, no, I i relate ec3 is a tna creation it's a tna right. character and, yes. and, and that's kind of like eli drake which was always one of the things that I do praise impact for. They do have homegrown stars, even though we, we knew about Derek Bateman, but EC3 is a much bigger star than Derek Bateman.
1: I could see, I could see the EC3 gimmick character, all that being much worth much more. If he stays away from WWE, you know, starts, you know, maybe works Ring of honor, goes overseas to Japan, Mexico, anywhere else, Or does the Cody route. Yeah. Maybe it is there. Hey, maybe, maybe in his mind, maybe he's thinking, "Hey, you know, if this was their creation. I got other th- directions I want to go in myself."
0: And he, and he kind of just recreates himself. I would be very interested to see the response to EC3 walking into like a PWG show, just to see how the fans would even respond to EC3.
1: Uh, it's it's going to be very very interesting out there with me.
0: Uh Then the final
1: two here that that we're kind of talking about, Bobby Lashley's Lashley. Storm
0: main roster right like bobby lashley ain't going through nxt
1: no and i wouldn't do it with storm either uh, let's skip ahead to storm just real quick so i think there's more interesting conversation with lashley I, I bring in storm and just get beer money back together uh use them in a in a tag division that needs some some talent some star power so many great beards that you could have with, with those guys you know revival uh the bar uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. I, I, hate, I hate calling them the Bludgeon Brothers. Harper brother. and And especially if all, if really if these guys come to the company and all you're really going to do is use them as mid-carders to put over up-and-comers, to, you know, really get the full potential of these guys. Put them together.
0: James Storm, out of all these guys, probably scares me the most because I'm terrified that he's going to go to NXT and they're going to put the title on him because that seems to be what NXT has been for the last couple of years i mean with guys like nakamura he had no business going through nxt bobby Roode had no business going through nxt drew mcintyre no business going through nxt
1: well i think you know in a case with with Nak, he did he, he needed to go there to to get up to speed with the wwe style to that learn wwe
0: sense. cameras and and whatnot yes. i understand that but they kept him there far longer than he well, needed it, to
1: be there I think a lot of that was maybe they maybe they knew they were keeping him there to protect him. Yeah, Triple H, Regal were trying to protect him because they haven't really showed us yeah, that they knew. Exactly we, we, what the we've seen they
0: were how doing. Vince has treated Nakamura thus far.
1: Yeah, uh, but you know, with Storm and even with McIntyre, those guys don't really need that. They didn't need that. I think it was more of a point, you know, the Storm, they weren't really sure where they were going with him because he just, did he even really sign a deal or was it pretty much like a, it was just like a one-off? I like think it was you're, just you're a
0: one-off deal. And it sounds like when they parted ways, they parted ways well and admirably. It was, yeah, and
1: I think I think a lot of that was like, hey man, we, we probably don't have anything here for you. We're not, we don't have anything for you on the red or blue brand. Or I guess at that time, just any anything up because it was before the split and all that. So like, hey man, if they're going to offer you your money, go sign that deal. Take that money. You're you're always welcome to come back here. I don't think Storms get wherever Storm goes. He is going to fall into a mid card role. I, I don't think you're going to have to worry about him touching titles
0: anywhere. I would rather see him with Bobby Roode in a top tier tag team than I would define to a mid card role like Bobby Roode is right now.
1: I, I think that they. They really had the makings for a special tag division you know going back to the glory days of you know the late 80s 90s when we had some great tag teams in WWE they they had the makings of all that here and these guys would just be you know like the cherry on top of that
0: yeah the icing the, the character work icing on the cake
1: yeah uh, so now let's get to the big one
0: here man uh, Bobby Lashley. Lashley
1: what a dream match that is out there. Lashley and Lesnar. Potential. I mean,
0: that's that's
1: the money match, right? I I don't. I mean, we would be hard pressed to find any fans out there on the internet that that would have take issue with this match.
0: What do you think? I would think so, especially at this point. I mean, they're they're both legit MMA fighters.
1: You're you're going to get mainstream crossover. Uh, you know, everyone's going to kind of take no, take notice of this one. Now, this is kind of tricky. Let me throw this out here, man. Where would you do this? How would you do this? Because we've got contracts that could throw a you know, a wrench in this whole
0: thing. Well, I mean, you have to make it worth Lashley's time, too. I mean, because there's, there's nothing that says Lashley needs the WWE. WWE needs Bobby Lashley to come in for this money match. But Lashley could very easily just go fight MMA and Bellator and light the goddamn world on fire. I mean, his record in Bellator is pretty damn good.
1: Okay, I was going to say, he's had great success in that company. He's only got maybe one or two losses, correct? They were very early in his yeah, career
0: yeah yeah he's he hasn't been beaten in a couple of years right, so do uh, you got a little heat against that company for kind of leaving you out of their heavyweight title tournament absolutely i mean you know and that's the thing that makes this american top team Im- angle interesting on impact is because you can see there's a lot of reality here too but I mean, if, if, if he's leaving Impact, there's nothing that says that he has to continue with professional wrestling whatsoever. It's how much money and how much creative can Vince McMahon throw at Bobby Lashley to make this match happen? And then where do you make it happen? Because Lesnar's contract is up right after WrestleMania.
1: And, and I was going to say, you, you're you talking about who needs who in contract negotiations. Gee, I mean, Lesnar's going to stronghold the shit out of them for an extension on that contract if they want to set up something with him and Lashley. What do you think?
0: Oh, absolutely. And Lashley's going to be like, hey, you ain't treating me like that again. Because Lashley's first run in WWE could have been so much better. Lashley has become a much bigger star and impact than he ever was in WWE. It's like something just clicked for him and he figured it out
1: i pulling up a run here on Lashley, kind of looking through his career and all that. Uh, another thought, you know, hey, people, we're seeing this. You know, people, you don't, that's, sure, it's nice to have that WWE payday. That is the grandest stage in, in Western wrestling. But you've got to think a talent like Lashley for the appeal of these, you know, these giant, larger-than-life Western professional wrestlers. you you got to think, man, he would be a huge seller for Japan.
0: Oh, yeah, he would be big money in Japan. I mean, Lesnar was big money in Japan. Lashley would be very much a repeat of that, because right. Lashley would just dwarf some of these guys. Like, you put Bobby Lashley and even Okada in a ring together, and Lashley is just going to dwarf him. Uh, well, how is Okada? I mean, he's kind of a small guy, right? Well, yeah, but by Japanese standards, he's fairly good size. Right. Uh, yeah, when he's matched up against his opponents
1: there on the, on the regular, it, it looks bounced out, but I mean, he's going to be going in here against a six-two, two hundred and forty-five pound just rip motherfucker in Bobby My Lashley. God. So there are options out there, you know. Everyone wants to think, "Hey, you, you got to go to WWE for that." But
0: and man, on the, honest. Even on the indie scene, could you imagine? Like, if if your local promotion is putting on Bobby Lashley versus Michael Elgin, there's money for Lashley to be made there too.
1: There's a ton right there, you know. It's everyone's going to immediately go to that WWE thought, but hey, there's there's
0: options out there for all of
1: these people elsewhere.
0: My God, I want to see Tomohiro Ishi versus Bobby Lashley. I want to see that match. That's a money match for me. I'd pay 999 yen for that. Has there has there been any conversation with Lashley and UFC at all that you know of? Not that I know of. I've always wondered why Lashley never tried to go to UFC. I always thought that seemed like a logical progression for his career, but at this point, I think it's too late. Uh, we were ta- we were talking about his his
1: MMA record here, mixed martial arts record. Uh, Seventeen total fights, and he's won fifteen of those. Wow, fifteen and two. Yeah, eight by submission. That's his biggest. That's his biggest standout there. I was actually looking for his age here.
0: Man, Lashley uh, versus Lesnar in a work shoot. God, that's that's mania worthy, isn't it? Well, there's a big question, you know, what
1: about the timing with this? Uh, If they can get him out, uh, if he actually is on his way out of impact, when does when is he eligible to begin with WWE? If you know this is a big money match, do you forego this this program you've been building for years leading up to Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Do do you forego that in favor of this?
0: Because you know you can get that done, or do you hope that you could play get or play ball and sign an extension? Or maybe we're just senile, you know? Maybe this isn't nearly the money match that we think it is, too. You know, I I wonder how the casual fan would think about Bobby Lashley. Like, I I wonder how many people would see like Bobby Lashley would show up and people would be like, who? I. I that would be something you have to worry about, but that not that on your marketing and production
1: departments to bring that back to life?
0: Man, it's interesting. Hey, here's something, though. I know here's which big, match I would rather see.
1: Well, I, I know which one I'd rather see, and I have a feeling if we go out and talk to those, you know, the people in the wrestling circles that we run in, we're going to get overwhelming support for this. I would really love to go talk to more of the casual to see, do, do, do many of them even remember who Bobby Lashley is? Would there be any interest in this? Is yeah. just the is just the mention of, of Bellator, you know, two fighters, one from Bellator, one from UFC. Just the mention of that, does that get any does that spark any interest?
0: Yeah, but you know, I, I'm just imagining like the stare down, right? And I'm I'm picturing Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and it just doesn't click for me and then I imagine Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar standing nose to nose in the middle of the ring and just that visual because both those guys are just built like brick shit houses
1: okay so let's let's say maybe there is a, a bit of a a drop off on what we expect from the general audience here all right so we still have that there's two monsters that great visual we're gonna we're getting two guys that have serious Nna backgrounds both are at the top of their game there. They're both incredibly talented professional wrestlers. Both big big, big names, big draws in our mind. If you do need a little bit more to gimmick this thing out, what if you bring in Conor McGregor as your special guest referee or ringside enforcer?
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, if you do Lashley versus Lesnar with McGregor, that's definitely the WrestleMania main event. That, that really. kind
1: of... I think this is probably a bigger moment here, but it gives me the feeling of, like, when you had Goldberg versus Lesnar with Stone Cold as the referee.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking epic, man.
1: Uh, Another little point here popped in my mind. If you're WWE and you're looking at your footage of how you put Lashley over here, man, his biggest involvement in WWE was with one President Donald Trump. Would they stay away from uh, reminding us of that and rolling that footage out, do you think?
0: I think they would have to at this point with with Linda inside the administration. I think, they yeah, would. you
1: know, with their tie-ins and then you know, just them trying to avoid any kind of PC conflict.
0: Yeah. So I think you, they would you know have so to. you
1: you kind of through no fault of their own, you lose a great deal of your promotional, yeah, uh, you know, footage or you know, opportunities there. I, I think if you could get if you can get this deal done for WrestleMania this year, Lashley versus Lesnar. With especially if you can get McGregor as somehow involved, uh, maybe maybe not as referee. I think probably in that referee spot. But if you just get him like in that enforcer role, where we've seen uh, a Mike Tyson and uh was Shamrock an enforcer? or Was he actually the
0: ref? Shamrock was a referee. Okay, uh, when he first started.
1: I right. Uh, yeah. Dur- during I couldn't remember if he was the enforcer or the referee there, but either way, get him get McGregor involved in something like that. You have a blockbuster marquee attraction for this year's WrestleMania. And, and I'm sorry, rewrite something else. You, you still keep a great focus on what you've got going for in Roman's direction. But find out something different for him.
0: Hit us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. At HTMPWPod. Facebook. Backslash hitting the marks. Let us know. Are, are, are we just crazy? Or would Lashley McGregor versus Lesnar be a much bigger match than Roman Reigns. Because we've talked on the show that the the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar thing is being so poorly received that it's actually hurting the WrestleMania brand. Let us know what you think. So let's talk Clash of Champions. We have new matches that were announced out of the blue on WWE.com. I mean, it's not like they have a two-hour show where they can actually set this shit up and If only they had like a a global outlet where they reach into everyone's homes every week. They did more in this 30-second promo by Byron Saxton to set up Clash of Champions than they did in a two-hour SmackDown. So now we have, we know Natalia versus Charlotte for the women's championship. We're going to have New Day versus Gable and Benjamin versus the Usos in a triple threat for the tag team. We've got Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph fucking Ziggler out of nowhere. From nowhere. And then, of course, he
1: was been on television.
0: It was before Survivor Series, I think. I think he was one of those
1: casualties when everything went into hold. I I think he was in the under siege group, wasn't he?
0: I mean, as it stands right now, the best creative that they have going is Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles. we've got four announced matches
1: here. Only one was officially announced on television. And this goes back to what I was talking about in the weekly review. When you're on the blue brand, it's either the WWE Championship Program or anything involving McMahon, and the rest of it is in shambles. They're just scattered everywhere. They're just throwing shit against the wall. They're not giving it any serious
0: attention, and and it's showing in their product. So let's take a look at all these matches. You have... Natalya versus Charlotte. I mean, I guess they kind of set that up on SmackDown with Natty walking out and we knew that Natty was owed a rematch, but the riot squad isn't anywhere on this card that I'm seeing. That's the hottest program they have going right now. And they're doing Natty versus Charlotte. Uh, What what was the uh,
1: you referenced that they did more in the clip from WWE.com? I did not see that. I just saw an announcement over actually a, there's a little plug here. I just saw these matches announced over in the Hameen Media Discussion Group on Facebook. encourage everyone, if you're not a member already, to head on over to Facebook. Do a search for the Hameen Media Discussion Group. Uh, hit the join button. Jump in on all the great features and uh, exciting chatter that we have going on on a daily basis. But I, that's where I saw. I couldn't. I was really irritated. Like, really? I have to find out about this
0: on, on Facebook? Yeah, it was just Byron Saxton, of all people on a WWE.com exclusive breaking news. Okay. So they, so they weren't really like cutting. So they didn't really cut to Natalia
1: giving furthering. Oh no! I, I, did, well, I don't want anything to do with her. I walked out. I don't care about this riot squad. No, nope. I uh, I'm the queen of hearts. I only care about my championship. I'm invoking my rematch. So don't there wasn't mention, any of that.
0: Nope. None of that. Just Byron Sexton standing okay. in what appeared to be like a hotel announcing that these matches have been announced so they didn't,
1: they didn't even take like the time to put him like in a green screen control center or anything no like
0: that. no it's just hey look we ran into byron saxton and oh he's telling us that we have three title matches announced for the upcoming pay-per-view
1: oh spectacular
0: i mean you talked about lowest common denominator that's that's pretty much it well, that, right there well what do you what do you think so uh, they're just assuming that all these people are just
1: heading over to WWE.com on the daily. How, how much of this audience is going to tune in this Tuesday and be like,
0: whoa, whoa, wait, what? Well, and then, where'd, this, where'd these come from? I think the most perplexing here, well, aside from Jolf Ziggler, which we'll get to in a second, but so New Day defeated Gable and Benjamin, and now we're going to have a triple threat for the titles. Right, what Number one, what happened to the Ostrus? And number two, Gable and Benjamin get a title match for losing to one of the other title match contenders? Again, they're just
1: throwing whatever against the wall. Just tag division is in shambles. You've, you've got teams breaking up that are not going to get a quality program out of it. They're not going to hardly get any TV time. We're, we're going to see this Mojo and Ryder story play out at live events. Uh, you've got, I know you you believe they're gone. You, you've got the Ascension Stuck in a gas chamber. Yeah, they're dead. Uh, you've got two very talented, gifted performers, and Breeze and Fondango that are have just been relegated to backstage segments. But when's the last time we've seen them in an arena? You have you've just you've gimmicked out to the point where it's almost laughable. Two incredible talents in Harper and Rowan. Well, what else is going on there? So they have they really have nothing else to do. They go. To immediately go back now to what they had and revisit New Day interacting with, with the Usos. And even in that act, you got New Day is still the New Day. The Usos have become a urban Samoan knockoff of the New Day. And then, probably, which really gets me, I can see Benjamin as a heel. That, that works for me. But Gable, I mean, this guy is so relatable to the audience. People want to cheer from him. This is like that ultimate underdog baby story that you need. And you're turning him into the heel here.
0: Yeah, I'm ju- I'm so confused. Because when they brought out all the tag teams to figure out who were going to be the number one contenders, the ones that were obviously the most over were the fashion police, and they never get to wrestle. Yeah. I. We were talking before we actually started recording here. You were telling me they're not even on the live events at this point. Yeah, running down
1: live events, you uh, the four matches that have been announced for Clash, they are running those at these live events. They, yeah, they're actually like over in Peru right now. Um, let me see if I can pull them up here. But They're in Peru. You've got these four matches on that card. And then in addition to those, you have the Bludgeon Brothers have been going over on Sin and Ty Dillinger.
0: Sin Cara and Ty Dillinger are wrestling as a tag team. And the Fashion Police aren't on the live shows? Yes. Uh, then
1: you also have Randy Orton is going over on Russo, which that's probably a, a really fun live event show or a match for those shows. Uh, then the opener, which I find very interesting, is they've been opening with Nakamura going over Sami Zayn.
0: Nakamura and Sami Zayn. And God, I bet you that match is incredible.
1: Now I have been, I have been seeing just the results. I went through the entire weekend's worth of the results there. Uh, Kevin Owens name is not mentioned. Those are just results. So he could be there in a in another shape or form, but I'm getting the impression
0: he might not have made this trip. He could be out in support of Sammy Zayn too. I, I just, I'm just wondering why if you've got a live event
1: and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All you Rusev day fans out there. I just think you probably
0: have a better draw for your live audience.
1: If you have Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens, especially what what's going on right now in the, in the narrative.
0: Well, I want them to put Rusev Day together, and I want it to be Rusev and Aiden English as a tag team. And I want to see Rusev Day versus the New Day. I thought that's where we were going, coming out of this tag team, whatever the hell clusterfuck lumberjack match that was here a week ago. Yeah, I thought thought that's where they were heading
1: on programming. But hell, man, even at a live event, put Rusev Day together. You got English and Rusev at a live event for a great fun match that's going to give you some, some great athleticism and you could work in some comedy, some really fun
0: spots. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. New day versus Rusev day, Rusev day versus the fashion police. I mean, yeah, you get your comedy spots, but you know what? All those guys are really good freaking workers too. Right. Just do something with them. I can't you know, believe like the fashion police Martin. are aren't even on freaking live events. It's like they want to just bury Fandango and Tyler Breeze, and they can't because the fans keep cheering them. When is the last time they had a goddamn wrestling match?
1: God. It was that, that number one contenders match. Uh like, all right, so so we, we do have this triple threat. You know, and they did set that up. Uh the biggest head scratcher there is why the hell Benjamin is taking a, a pin to the lowest rung of the New Day. I'm sorry, Xavier Woods fans out there, but it is a hard truth. I don't know, man. Woods has improved a lot. I'm not, I'm not knocking him as a an, as an talent and all that, but
0: as you look at that character, he's that bottom-rung guy for them, and you're putting him over one of the best pure oh, I technicians agree. in the world. I agree. I agree, but I'm just saying, I'm not sure that Woods is necessarily the lowest at this point when it comes to the New Day. I'm just saying.
1: So you have that going there. Uh and probably the biggest head scratcher out of this entire thing is why Dolph Ziggler
0: How did is- Dolph Ziggler get a championship match when he hasn't been on TV in a month? I that one's just got me shaking my He's head. Going
1: back thinking it, we keep thinking, when's the last time we saw him? He was in the best two out of three falls qualifier against Bobby Roode for that spot on the Survivor Series team. It was a three falls match that went twelve minutes.
0: Oh, yes. I remember that match. I remember
2: that match.
0: Uh, how does Dolph Ziggler get a championship match? Like, what's wrong with just doing Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode? Why they're, does that...
1: Well, you know what they're doing here. They're trying, they're, they're using this in some way to protect this match so that they can drag this out for another month.
0: I mean, Ziggler's taking the pinfall, right? I mean, every time Ziggler's in a match, you just assume he's taking the pinfall at this point, right?
1: They could go in a, a a number of directions here. You know, you could have, you could actually do the title switch where Corbin doesn't really take the pin. I don't see them doing it. It seems like they are really high on Baron Corbin, uh, driving him home as that that mid card
0: champion for them. Well, of these three talents, which one are you the highest on?
1: Oh man, you you got me paused there for a minute. Like personally, personally, I because I I know where they're at here. I don't think that they're going. Uh, Bobby Roode is the new Dolph Ziggler when it comes to the babies. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is Dolph Ziggler. This is what they do. He disappears and then just kind of pops up. It's hard to to be invested in him. And you know, and I will, uh, I'll give you that Corbin is improving. But I haven't been entertained or interested in anything he's done since NXT.
0: Yeah, but I mean, of the three, which one has the biggest upside at this point? It's Baron Corbin, right? Corbin. I'll give you that. Yes, Corbin. And especially inside what WWE
1: seems to have planned, Corbin is the guy you go with here.
0: Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles. I think the entire wrestling world is just holding their breath waiting for this program to be over with. Um, I could see them actually putting the title onto Bobby Roode in the previous match if we're going to go forward with uh gender mahal versus bobby Roode for the us title story which i think is where gender should be to begin with is in that picture.
1: Wait, wait are they are there if there been rumors or indication of that or is it just something you kind of got Well,
0: no, like? i'm 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 just saying I, if aj defeats gender mahal again clean, gender obviously has to move out of the main event picture. I would move him into a program for the us title if you have think, a baby face champion. I think
1: you know there's a great way you could spin that actually. You know how, you know, we've seen people go up and down but there's a very logical way you could spin it with with your plan there, Jugo. Um it's going to be very telling next week when they go to India. Yeah. How how he does there, what is the reaction from that crowd? I you you have been hammering at home to me. I know you still believe it. You do not think that that crowd is going to
0: support him? No, I think it, I think worst case scenario, you're going to get a fifty fifty split. Okay, so at that point, make it your
1: story that when Mahal comes back, and we have brought this up many a time, we think it would be a great direction for him. That he comes back kind of pissed off that how he's been presented. You know, all this hate from the American audiences has actually convinced his own people, the country he represents, that that they should no longer back him. They of India has turned his back has turned their back on Ginger Mahal and and it's all because of the American audience. So now all he really has left to do to really stick it really stick it to the Americans, he will become their champion.
0: I'm also curious if we get new goons Tuesday.
1: Oh man. I I just going back to Our weekly review if anyone in that in that creative room mentions the Miztourage I'm gonna have a freaking aneurysm
0: is there anybody that you can see as the new gender goons that like stands out to you like yeah I would like to see those guys with gender as his backup
1: no and I don't know why we do we need
0: to is there anyone out there just one big guy that he could go get I'm I'm just terrified that this is how they're gonna introduce the authors of pain. Hush your mouth, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 no, that that this thought crossed my mind the other day. I was just terrified. Like if you're gonna replace the Sing Brothers, and you want big badass goons, those are two pretty big badass goons. Oh shit! Now that you say it, you could see it, can't you? Yep yep i can see it happening now that you say it i can see it freaking happening Uh, that's my biggest fear that happens right here just telling you oh man so let's uh jump over to the raw side a little bit um i asked you on the uh, show the other day is there anybody that you would like to see take the uh, roman open challenge and you said that you would like a couple of days to think about it. Is there anybody that you would like to see take well, I, the Roman Open Challenge? I,
1: I had my, I had my plan laid out there, but I wanted to save it for the weekend edition uh, to really to dive in it to lay it out to the fans. And hopefully, get some feedback on on what they see from it. Let's be. I, I'm, I'm going to start from from tomorrow night's Raw. Uh, we have a big match with Shield members, uh, Rollins and Ambrose. they will be taking on, they're going to be re-challenging the bar, trying to get their tag team championships back. I, I feel that they have to go over in that match. I agree. You know, this whole thing, the setup was it was set up by Rawlins himself. Hey, we want our belts back. The gold should be with the shield. You no, know, Roman doesn't want to feel left out. That's what kind of prompted the, well, hey, you go get a belt. We'll all have belts.
0: So you have all three guys with belts. they They
1: all have to have them. If not, it just totally hammers home the fact that this this is not the shield that we know. This is not a unit working together. This is all about Roman Reigns. But, I mean, We know that, but at least per, you know, present it to us that these still are. These guys are all together. They're all equals. Have them all with the gold. They're at the very top there. On the flip side of that, on an outside program, I'm going to continue the complete decimation of Finn Balor. I'm not going to push it to the point where I want people to actually stop caring about him. But I wanted to be to be out there, and especially with your smart audience. Like, man, he really did piss off somebody in the office. He sh- he really needs to tone it down. They don't believe in him. All those reports, all those rumors must be true.
0: So I'm what? Tomorrow fa- night we get Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman, and Kane comes out and interferes and says, "No, I'm the only one on Monday Night Raw who can murder Finn Balor."
1: Maybe, maybe just go like another direction with it, like where Finn goes in and he keeps asking, like, "Hey, man, let let me go back and get this retribution," and he just gets the answer, like, "Can't do it, man. Too much of a liability towards you. You're not, not, you're not in those guy's league, man. Look at you."
0: Did you see the uh, tweet that Balor put out the other day, the Brock Lesnar meme, where it's uh, Brock Lesnar looking at Finn and he says, "Hey, Finn, you want to hear a joke?" And Finn's like, "Yeah, sure, Brock. What's the joke?" And he says, "Universal title shot." And Finn goes, Finn goes. I don't get it. And Brock says, Yeah, exactly. That's the joke,
1: right? I did see I know there's, you know, it's a big split out there. Doesn't seem like there's really that middle of the fence when it comes to Finn. He's got his diehards out there. You're one of them because you know what the guy was capable of from what you've seen in New Japan through his independence to what the hell they're presenting right now. And and my my knock on him. He is not doing himself any favors with how he betrays himself on social media. Um, unless it's by design. Unless they're doing it that way. So I'm going to continue that. Uh, Christmas, on the Christmas episode, Christmas Day episode, the set going to be completely trashed. Destroyed.
0: Oh, no, not the talking shop set.
1: Yes. Destroyed. Uh-oh, I see where you're going now. The next week, the New Year's edition. We, we're going to ring in a new year. And we're we're going to have our, our new top squad come in. Uh, not really sure. Maybe you could help me through this here. Maybe the, all the shields in the ring for this head-to-head. Maybe it's just Roman out there doing whatever. On the screen, we see in the back, we see Gallows and Anderson just just tearing in to Rollins and Ambrose. They're taking taking those two members apart just on the beatdown. Uh Maybe at this point, Reigns gets ready to exit the ring. He's on his way. He drops Intercontinental title. He's going he's gonna to rush back there. As soon as he starts exiting the ring, lights go low. Uh, maybe we get a shield or a Roman Empire logo up on the screen. And then, pop, 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 pop. It just gets lit up. Bullet holes everywhere. And then we get Balor's music with the club logo. Balor comes out. You got the smoke on. He pops the collar. Then we see from the shadows immersion, you've got Gallus Anderson right there, and the three of them just beat the holy shit out of Roman. And pretty much grab the mic and just proclaim that 2018 will be the year of the club. They're tired of this stuff. And I don't know, maybe an inside joke at the end. You know, Baylor just ends it with segment over. <laughs> and then takes off. Now we've now we've got this hot new program.
0: I'm I'm down with it, man. I I would love to see Balor as the Intercontinental Champion right now. I was actually hoping that they would do a Balor and Miz program because I thought if anybody could actually bring the character out of Finn, it would be Miz. But yeah, I'm all for putting the club back together.
1: If, if you really want to bring in, so you know, to me what really is missing is the intensity in those crowds. That's one thing that does make Roman so kind of cool right now is because you have that hatred between you, you have those, let's go Roman. We want Roman. Roman sucks. It, it takes you back to that thing with Cena. There was such a divide and that's, what's great in sports. You know, we're Duke fans. We love getting it on and arguing with Carolina fans. If you can split your eyes, really get that emotion. I mean, go back I mean take it to a point where hell you might have to up security. Cause you might have some damn fights in the audience.
0: There's two teams I always pull for, Duke and whoever's playing Carolina. Go with, you start a
1: program on your road to WrestleMania. Make make one of your matches at WrestleMania. Just pull it. Go Balor versus Roman. You talk about a freaking divide amongst the WWE universe.
0: And I think that is a very, very successful undercard match to Lashley to, and Lesnar. <laughs>
1: Lashley and Lesnar with special guest referee, Conor McGregor. McGregor.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. And the Horsewomen versus Horsewomen match, assuming Dude, that that's how that goes. Right there. <coughs> you you're really shaping up to maybe one of the biggest Wrestlemania's ever. Damn, yeah, that would be good. So let's talk about uh Matt Hardy here. Uh we now seem to have woken Matt Hardy. But it seems that he's only launching on YouTube. Did you see, you, you saw the 28 second YouTube I did. video? But there's absolutely no mention of this on WWE.com. There's not a retweet on the WWE Twitter. Nothing from the WWE Facebook. Like, is this just Matt Hardy kind of going rogue, or is WWE like, yeah, that's cute, but you know, this is how we're gonna do this?
1: I said on the on the weekly show, I was not invested. I was really disappointed what we saw on last Monday's episode. You know, it was even like the audience when he started with his delete. Half of them didn't even know what the hell was going on. You know, it took a couple times to really catch on. And it, just to run it, run it out there like that out of nowhere with and nothing going on with Bray. I mean, he's been completely they have no direction with him since he's returned.
0: Yeah, like we're, we were just kind of assuming that they were going to go Bray Wyatt versus matt hardy here but there's nothing that says that they have to continue with that program i mean that was just a right. complete one-off it's not like they're feuding right and we, we have to see
1: where, the, where it's going to develop from here i, I think going back to this video that we've seen from matt hardy himself that hit youtube that was a little tricky you know because you saw those old elements of what made the broken gimmick so brilliant we saw that there now, what doesn't excite me anyway? because I know this came from Matt himself. This was the mind of Hardy. What scares the shit out of me is, yes, that's cool, but what's going to happen when WWE creative sinks their teeth
0: into this program? Right, right. Uh,
1: and there could be some other things. Is They haven't really come out and said that they have the rights to use this thing. You know, we're, we're all expecting a, an awoken, not the broken. They could, there could be some legal tie-up to even using anything similar right now, and they're holding off on that.
0: It sounds uh, like Impact has dropped that. Completely. So it's completely. free to move on. From it, so sounds like, like- it sounds like Matt and Jeff have free roam at this point. Okay.
1: So it's not like you can use it at the beginning on this date.
0: Right. That's, the, okay. that's my understanding anyway. Okay. Um, what we've seen
1: already when WWE tried to mimic the broken gimmicks, the way they shot their things, we've seen when they've done it and they, they fell way short. That scares me. There, uh, also in this, what cast of characters are we going to get? How deep does this go? You know, That's Benjamin, the Benjamin—they got a contract. You know, Rebby—is she going to be there? And let's be honest—you've got Paige, who is a huge liability to W. You don't know what she's going to do. You're going to bring in that powder keg, like Rebby. She has no filter when it comes to social media. She just goes off on the tangents on anyone and anything. And this ain't the, like you're dealing with impact wrestling you're dealing with a publicly traded highly pc kid-driven company
0: yeah like i just don't see matt hardy shooting roman candles at bray wyatt on wwe tv like i just there's no way that is gonna happen right oh you imagine the lawsuits with that oh my god Are the advertisers pulling out holy shit but we did see a reemergence of Senior Benjamin on Twitter. We have seen the boot screen from Vanguard One. I, I really hope that we get to see Vanguard One and Drew Gulak go at it, the no fly zone. Um oh, I mean,
1: think that, that would be like a great little side thing that they can get
0: going here. But I, I just have a feeling that, you know, if you're gonna see Senior Benjamin or Reby Hardy or King Maxwell or Little Wolfie It's only going to be YouTube clips, Twitter clips, stuff outside of the narrative, and maybe a WrestleMania spot?
1: Well, let me ask you something with these YouTube spots. Do you think they're intentionally doing that to try to drum up like a grassroots kind of drive behind it, get that excitement going, and get the people that really understood it and followed that?
0: Well, I mean, isn't it also completely logical that Vince... Looks at it and says, okay, listen, we got 26 writers that I'm paying way too much fucking money to. Matt, I'm going to let you do this, but you have to get Bray Wyatt over doing it. And just let Matt have the creative and let him go. I I hope that
1: is the direction.
0: I mean, is, is that even a logical plausibility? That that Vince would just hand over creative reins to Matt. I mean, obviously Vince is gonna book it, but as right. far as I the mean, creative he, itself, you know, he
1: might not be there booking everything, but he's definitely gonna be the thumbs up or the kill right. switch on it. Right. Let's 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 just pray that you're right here, man. That this is they've talked him into it. Hey, Vince, we we've been with your company. You know, we used we were doing jobs for you when we were underage, man. You now we went off and did our own thing, but no hard feelings let us bring this to this level here you're going to make a ton of money and hell yeah we're we're going to get this guy that you've been having trouble finding a direction with we promise we will leave you him we'll leave you as your new undertaker your grandest star
0: i mean it seems feasible and then you know maybe after this cuz jeff supposedly is going to be back but it wouldn't surprise me at all at jeff's age if he's just like you know i can't do this this and this and they move them into more of a creative backstage. I mean, I, at one some point, could you see Matt Hardy as the cre- creative genius behind all of WWE?
1: It was just as you were kind of bringing it up. I just it'd be
0: kind of cool, like
1: if he could just get his hands on one of the brands, like and just be that head creative writer. Well, and let him bring in his own team. Like, go over and get uh, Jeremy Borash. Oh man. I've you know, never understood finds... how
0: Jeremy Borash, of all people, is not under WWE contract. That guy is just a creative genius.
1: Might be something I kind of look into. There's got to be some stories out there. But you know, mate, for where he's at, it always seems that he has always been taken care of within either TNA wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Global Force, no matter what it is. He's always been taken care of. And I have a feeling that because you know, he wears many hats there. I mean, he pretty much is he's almost probably half of their like production freaking crew and all that stuff. Uh
0: so maybe he likes it there, you know? he's, he's just he a control is, freak and Vince won't give him control.
1: Right. You know, instead of just becoming just a part, you know, a clog in this big machine, you know, he really is that, that big fish in that small pond there, and maybe that suits him. Right. Well yeah, it would be kinda of cool to see what all those guys could do with I would all love to see just grand as WWE.
0: I just really hope that WWE doesn't overdo it, you know, like, cause like when we were seeing like the house of horrors and stuff, it would have been a whole lot cooler if it didn't have a musical score underneath, right. You know, it's, it's just, they overdo it. It's like, just let them do what they're doing. You don't need to add all this other glitz and glamor and bullshit to it. Just let it be a cheesy B-rate production because that's what it's supposed to be.
1: And one one final thought here on these guys, we can kind of skew ahead, I guess, but less is more with bringing them into the arenas. Let let them work through backstage promo packages, run some nice vignettes about them. We do not need to see them out in the ring performing every week, especially with Matt. You can tell, you know, he hobbles a little bit more now that Asia started getting just because of his style. Make it a really special occasion when he is going to grace the arena with his
0: presence. The raw version of the Fashion Files. Well, that's com- com- well, no, describe. I mean, where it's just, it's all backstage. Yeah, yeah, less is more, you know. It's all backstage. Just let it run as a movie inside of the show. Right. So let's move on to the Jersey Mike segment presented by Kleenex. So we have the potential now being talked about not only of a women's Royal Rumble, but also a women's elimination chamber. Rick, how do you feel about a women's elimination chamber? Because I don't want to see this match. Well, when this first broke, again, I I caught where I I don't really know. Is there any been any source
1: that has firmly stood behind this? Or right now, is this kind of like an online speculation? I
0: think this is just online speculative bullshit. Okay. Well, it's out there and it's drummed
1: up some good conversation amongst fans uh, i saw this once again did a little plug here over on facebook in the hot media discussion group uh my immediate when i went to the comment section i threw out a uh, rumble match chamber match which one would you rather see you can only choose one uh reason i did that if they run out both of these 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 events run back to back to me that's overkill uh, you, you need to have only one happen right now uh, to, to hold to its uniqueness, the reason that's special, the reason it stands out. Throwing these back-to-back together to me is another slap in the face to the women's division and just a way for them to, to over-promote, beat their chest, and feed us a bunch of garbage about this women's revolution. But as I asked that question, to my surprise, the majority of the responses were in favor of the chamber match. Uh, And I have to agree with you. If I had to choose just one here, I'm not going with the Chamber match. I I would rather see a a Rumble match.
0: You know, we talked about this yesterday, and we talked a little bit about it with uh, Big Ray in the locker room, and none of it ever clicked with me until right now. Okay, so Raw won Survivor Series, right?
2: SmackDown
0: Uh, wins the Royal Rumble. So you have a SmackDown superstar win the Rumble and a SmackDown woman win the women's Rumble and then Roman Reigns wins the men's elimination chamber to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and whoever wins the women's match faces whoever the women's champion is. It's 50-50 booking. Raw 1, Survivor Series, SmackDown wins the Rumble. Oh yeah, well it's,
1: it's sitting there when you lay it out like that, yeah, it's probably their blueprint of how they see this thing going down.
0: My problem with that is that means Asuka doesn't win the Rumble, which means that you have to do Asuka and Bliss for the women's title and put the title on Asuka and then whoever wins the Elimination Chamber faces Asuka. Because basically Elimination Chamber would be for number one contenderships. Here's my thing with this. I, I don't know how much we should be putting stock into the, You know, not, neither
1: of these matches have really been rumored strong from, from WWE. I just don't think that even in their mindset, they, they have to realize there's no way that they should run both of these
0: back-to-back here. The women's divisions are a mess right now.
1: Well, then you run into, because the Chamber is only uh, a, is a Raw exclusive, do we run into the same problem that we had with the first ever women's money in the bank match you're limiting yourself to what you can work with on a specific roster's division yeah you're so, not so getting what's your the absolute there? you're not getting the
0: absolute best what's what's the number one contenders match so you would have alexa bliss sasha banks bailey so, Paige. so, hold on, so you're looking at like who would
1: go inside
0: yeah who would be in the chamber Assuming that Oscar is champion,
1: if Oscar is a champ, so you probably have Bliss, uh, Bailey, Sasha, Sasha. Gives me to three. Hey, and then there's a good chance they just run out the whole absolution for the other three.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, you don't put Naya in there. You don't put Fox in there.
1: Oh yeah, I oh, I think Fox is gonna. When they talked about people losing their spots and dropping. You Foxy's think Fox is, probably, is one of them. Yeah. Foxy's going to see a decline again. Uh I Jack's yeah. They probably would want to have her in there so I don't know who gets bumped. And then
0: this is also when is Elimination Chamber? February? Yes. That's it's the pay-per-view before Mania, right? Yeah. Uh, I, believe so. I believe so. I believe so.
1: I'm pulling stuff up
0: here. I mean, if you're gonna do horse women versus horse women, you've got to be building to that. You don't want well, see, two of them the in here. a chamber. Maybe it doesn't make any sense to
1: have that women's chamber match. just yeah, don't. We don't, know, where, don't, see we don't it. know what's going on here. I, I don't see a payoff on it, and I'm sorry. The chamber is one of those gimmick matches that, to me, that they have driven into the ground. I know they, they redesigned it, rebuilt it, blah blah blah. It's still the same basic match. We've seen everything we've seen from it. You're not gonna sell me on it's just gonna it's supposed to be any more exciting because you're putting some chicks in there.
0: It's like Hell in a Cell. It's just overdone. I, I don't right. wanna I don't want a chamber match just because it's February. I want an elimination chamber match because there's six guys who have a legit bitch that they should be the world champion. That to Correct. me is the purpose of the elimination chamber, just like Hell in a Cell is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens.
1: Right. Uh, uh, Yeah, but other than that, yeah, I I just don't see the reason for it. Uh, You you would be hard-pressed to convince me to even have an Elimination Chamber match and especially to have it if you're going to introduce a Women's Rumble the the month before. They're exactly one month apart. Royal Rumble, no, just right around one month. Royal Rumble is January 28th. uh, Elimination Chamber is February 25th.
0: Yeah, there's just not enough time there to build To what I believe is a legit, believable Elimination Chamber match, other than just doing one for the sake of doing one. Right.
1: Which I'm completely against.
0: So let's take a look at these NXT call-ups. We said that we wanted to get a little bit more into this. And then uh, this story broke over at ESPN. Did you see this interview at all, Rick? Which one? There's a, an interview that ESPN caught up with these five NXT women's calls. Oh, yes. Yes. And I thought the most interesting line in the entire thing was, come Monday around 3, 3.30 is when I found out what I was doing. Sonya Deville said that. I'm telling you, I've been saying since the beginning, this thing is more team PCB and team bad. By February, these groups aren't even going to be together. This is just, they were just throwing shit against the wall and found a way to make it work. There's no creative behind this at all. Yeah. And it seems, you know, immediately when we
1: saw both of these groups debut, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people are like, well, this kind of, they're just rolling out essentially the same kind of story. But then there was some speculation, you know, Hey, wait, let's give this a chance. Let's see if they tie these groups together. Let's see what we got going on here. Maybe there is a bigger purpose that we're unaware of. This could be pretty interesting. And especially on those on those debut episodes, then the girls came out. They they were pretty fierce. They were taking care of business, Uh, baby or heel. They were they were coming after you. Then this past week. They didn't do any either of these groups big time favors by putting the mics in their hands. On Monday, we learned that a lot of this, this pretty much has to do all about Paige. This is about her reclaiming her house. Uh, and she just happened to bring on, bring along some friends. And then on Tuesday, we kind of get that same vibe. This is about Ruby, but she's bringing back up to make her impact.
0: I don't see either one of these groups lasting until February. I think they're going to break these girls up pretty quick once they know, okay, she's a star, she's a star, she's a star, off TV, off TV, off TV. This is just, you know process of elimination we need women on the roster right now so let's do this again well and you go back and I've and I've heard this from some of the fans and I, I
1: and I guess it's smoke and mirrors on behalf of WWE to get people to kind of buy in this and you've heard the original point was that that Vince believed that the women's divisions have become stale so he wanted to shake up well yes they have introduced some new faces but we're not getting anything new or different here
0: yeah it's still the same stale creative
1: it's still the same, yeah, lump everyone kind of together. Let's not really worry about building different, interesting, complex storylines. It's the same thing that we, how they introduced the revolution. Well, let's throw some groups together. Let's make them pick kind of sides here.
0: Yep. That's, it just it, it started is, all over again. It's exactly just a rehashing with a recasting. That's all this is. Yes. And it's so frustrating to watch. Because we want to give them credit. We want to think, oh, they're really going to do something cool here. When the reality is, oh, no, this is just this bullshit again.
1: Yeah, it's the same bullshit with, uh, with a different color ribbon on it.
0: And then looking at the NXT results from Pittsburgh a couple of days ago, you found out that both DeVille and Riot are still touring with NXT. Looking into it a bit further... You found out who was the other one. There was another one on uh,
1: Mandy Rose was on the second NXT tour.
0: Okay. She's on the other tour. So the other two are probably down at the performance center doing something. And what I was unable to find is what Paige is doing. Through, yeah. I wasn't able to find, which is kind of odd
1: here. Uh, raw live results.
0: I wonder, are they overseas or something right now?
1: Uh, Smackdown is overseas. Um, I know they were in, like, Peru for a couple shows. Hmm. That's odd. La- Raw live here. It- it's just kicking me back to old shows. I, I-, I know not- there's no way that they're off tour right now. Right. Uh, do you? I- maybe there is a possibility. Maybe they did give Raw a couple extra days off because they're getting ready for that India tour right here at the holidays. I know they try to squeeze in.
0: That because is entirely they make, possible. They
1: do make them work over the actual holiday, so
0: I I do believe that they
1: that they allow them uh, a, a bit more extended time.
0: That is entirely possible. If anybody knows where the raw roster is, let us know. pod on Twitter. But they don't even have these angles on the live shows. That's the point. Like they're not running these these angles on live shows. There's well. It's the hottest program on TV, and they're not running it on live shows, which tells you how invested they really are in this thing. Right For, for or
1: against it, I mean, it is, a, it is a focal point. They are hyping it up. And you think with attendance down at these live events, wouldn't you want the major programs that you're running on your television at, at these shows for the locals?
0: Yeah, you would think, even if it was nothing more than a six-man tag. Or six-woman well, tag, as the case may be. Not even if
1: it's not a match. You just have them come out and get involved and just do a little beatdown cut a promo. Every damn well, one
0: of them should be cutting promos on every live event just to get especially comfortable especially cutting promos. Here.
1: Paige doesn't need the mic when she's out there. But DeVille and Rose, they are they need mic time in front of a live crowd.
0: Absolutely, because they were not featured in NXT at all. And then we say that, and then at this most recent set of NXT tapings, We find out Riot and DeVille worked this set of tapings. They actually taped a match for NXT. DeVille taped multiple matches for NXT. At least her character is somewhat the same. But Ruby Riot is a completely different character in NXT. Why are we confusing the narrative here? Well, did you see any? How was she working those matches? Did you just see results, or was there side? Well, I've just seen the results, but I mean, it, when this quote-unquote feud kicked off, and which is, I mean, this is just a continuation of what we saw the NXT episode after War Games, and Riot worked that match 100 percent completely babyface. Well, I think what will be interesting is all right to see how they present them at at
1: this point in the game, uh, and then how they're going to call that on commentary because we know going back to what we seen taped prior to TakeOver, uh, they they pretty much didn't acknowledge, well, they did not acknowledge that they were moving, that they had moved on to the main roster at that point. So it it would be kind of interesting to see how they call this match, what they reference, and actually how Riot is presented.
0: We have also picked up on the story that NXT has been added to the USA channel lineup for Wednesday, December 13th, on the USA Network, Thursday is the tribute to the troops show. So this is WWE week. They'll have Raw Monday, SmackDown Tuesday, NXT Wednesday, and Thursday, the tribute to the troops show. Um, but do, do you make anything of this, Rick? Is this just a one-time off kilter kind of thing? Do you think this could be a part of a bargaining tool that the WWE is dangling before the USA Network?
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read into it too much at this point, but I think you are right. There's, there's got to be some underlining, like objectives, tones going on there. You know, we, it's no secret that they are in, currently engaged, and it's only going to heat up. They're, they're reworking that television deal.
0: We know that Raw and SmackDown, while the ratings are, they pale in comparison to what they once were, but they're still two of the highest rated shows on cable television.
1: Two of the higher higher-rated shows on television, USA remains one of the top networks on all cable television.
0: I'm curious to see what kind of numbers NXT does, and if they're they could be exploring the option of putting NXT well, on USA.
1: Well, and another thing here, which kind of goes away from every you know what we, what a lot of fans have been arguing for is should they start moving more of their programming to the network, their own network. So this is kind of reversal of that there. And we've seen some fans receiving some polls from WWE themselves concerning actual programming. You know, most recently they sent out trying to get a feel of what people think about 205 and possibly changing the future of that program.
0: If you were to put NXT on USA Network every Wednesday night, does that firmly establish them as a third brand? versus I, you know, being a developmental territory
1: i've tried for the longest time to stay that's i i i tried to refrain from saying call up every opportunity that i can sometimes it's it's unavoidable because that's just what people associate with in the conversation i think they in, especially in triple h's mind for a year for a year or so now he looks at that's his yellow brand they stand alone they got two tours going on they don't make any damn money in nxt But they're trying to get to that point. I mean, could this instead of, you know, to me, three days of programming a week from now, it seems like that'll be a bit of an overkill. It's incredible overkill. Well, could you, in this setup here, instead of really shaking things up, they kind of look at what the reaction is to this NXT program. Maybe you run it out again at some point here before the end of the year for another trial run could just filter in and take over one of those hours of raw.
0: Mm, that's possible as well. I'm, I'm just curious what the logic is, what what they're thinking, what the, the actual end game here is. I'm very I mean, interested so, so to see how many people watch that NXT episode on USA Network. To me, it makes
1: the most sense if you're going to do something like that is to run NXT starting right when the raw overrun kills itself off in that after that second hour and then use that last 60 to 45 for your NXT.
0: Let's talk just a little bit about NXT and the tapings that just happened. Uh, Don't worry if we get into spoilers. I will give you a spoiler alert and tell you how far to fast forward. Uh, The beginning part, absolutely no concern. We know this is the last set of tapings at full sale this year. And their first three sets of tapings are going to happen in the old WCW studio in Atlanta next year. Um, I guess this is just a conflict with Full Sail. This is in no way, shape or form uh, a permanent move. Are, Are you interested to see the old school WCW soundstage again, Rick?
1: I mean, we're not going to. We're not, probably not going to see any similarities, right? They're not going to bring out the big turning the turntable ring and all. God, that, I so. would hope not. No, I, to me, it, it, just, it what's more funny is, you know, we we've seen the re, the return of Starcade. Uh, we have Clash of Champions coming up, and now they're going to ECW or WCW's old home for for taping. That just kind of sticks out as funny to me. Well, I, what I really would have liked to see. You know why are they going to Atlanta here, man? Go go to a hotbed, go up to New York, man. How cool to see all these tapings from NXT like an ECW arena.
0: Oh man! Or even if they would have done, you know, like the Manhattan Center, where they first launched RAW.
1: Oh, especially with
0: the with Raw the 25. RAW twenty fifth coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm interested. Why they chose Atlanta? I'm very interested to see the crowd and the demographic to see if they're nearly as rowdy as the full sale fans are. If they continue the narrative, because the fans are very much a part of the narrative inside of the NXT universe to see if they actually follow along with what's going on here. Very intrigued to see how that works out. I know it's a different audience that you
1: draw to NXT, but we just seen a week of programming down there in the South uh, Knoxville and and up at Rupp in Kentucky And I thought those those crowds were almost garbage. It was just a a terrible, like, rollover from the Houston crowds.
0: Well, and I mean, really, with the exception of that crazy Georgia Dome show that WCW did years and years and years ago, I mean, I know the Atlanta crowd gets this reputation for being super hot, but I've seen a lot of super flat shows in Atlanta, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, A little side note from my rant at the top of the show. I can go ahead and shut up. Alabama made it in.
0: Womp, womp, womp. 31 points. Go Hawks. Okay, so now this is the time. We do have a couple of things that we want to talk about as far as NXT spoilers go. After we get done talking about this, I'm going to throw a song on there. So if you're hitting your fast forward button and you hear music playing, you know that we're done talking about spoilers. I'm guessing it's probably going to be about five minutes or so. So, here's your countdown. Three, two, one. Hit fast forward. Okay, for those of you who are still with us, we now know that Johnny Gargano is the number one contender to Andrade Cien Almas. Give me my loving.
1: I don't know how much... I mean, yeah, you called it, man. You called him going in this direction. But I think... I'm not sure. Maybe... You had higher hopes for what they're going here, and, and it could turn out just to be a filler program.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid that it's too soon for this program because I, originally the plan was McIntyre was supposed to get a rematch at the Royal Rumble event. And now I'm wondering if they have just moved up the program with a Gargano, but I don't know if Ciampa is going to be ready yet unless you uh, just I, completely keep Ciampa and Gargano apart for months which i mean what? it's it's easier to do in NXT when you're taping 6 weeks of TV at a time but and well, just have them go at it verbally book, until yeah. march you could have or april uh, Champa show up cause
1: a distraction cost him his match here and then it's almost like a mind games where he can never get his hands on he can never just quite catch up with the He's always dodging him, getting the upper hand on him, you know, kind of screwing him over, then dodging him. To me, that's, that's some traditional storytelling right there. It's that big chase. Then you have that, that first physical confrontation between those two down at, at TakeOver WrestleMania.
0: I'm really excited for Gargano and CN. I think that'll be a really good program for both of them, uh, especially with CN coming out on top. Uh, we also saw Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane kind of emerge as challengers. I don't know if we're going to get a triple threat, if it's going to be Baszler versus Moon. I can't imagine that they're going to go back to Baszler versus Sane unless they do it just as a number one contenders match and then I completely expect Baszler to go over. Are you excited for Baszler to kind of be reinjected into this women's scene? Well, I'm, I'm going to give him credit here.
1: Uh, she has the pedigree. She's got that resume. Most certainly that's where she belongs. They're, they're not going to fool around with it. They're just going to shoot her right into to that title picture. And to me, I feel that's where they dropped the ball on Raw, where they should have, have gone with Asuka, especially after what she's done in this first month of her debut. But she's still kind of just floating around, messing around with your jobbers.
0: Well, I kind of uh, thought we wouldn't see Baszler until Rousey was ready. I guess that's the real question here.
1: Well, at this point, I don't think you see any of that. You don't see that program if it is where they're going, moving forward until post Rumble. So this gets her out in front of that audience, establishes her as just not, you know, per se like just a a sidekick. There is a reason to take her legit on her own. She's gonna she's gonna get that WWE style, and it's gonna give her an advance where you don't
0: ha- we don't really have to
1: worry about Rousey. You have to go out there and really be the workhorse for that
0: group. Baszler versus Moon, a program you could see yourself investing in as far as a women's program?
1: Yeah, I think that'd be a good direction for him. You know, they both kind of got that same size. I think Moon would be believable that she could sit there and hang, you know, toe for toe, pound for pound with her.
0: One thing I do like is they did have Ember Moon defend her title a couple of times during these tapings, so at least she's building what appears to be a bit of a lineage as far as champion goes. Do you
1: think a lot of that has to do with they realized and some of the feedback they received of, like, Oh, shit, we kind of screwed her out of the gate here. Yeah. By like, comparing so. her directly to Asuka, hey, we 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 better start trying to erase that memory.
0: Yeah, at least get a couple of title defenses in before takeover Royal Rumble. Right. Uh, we also saw on this set of tapings the Undisputed Era claiming the tag titles over Sanity. Uh, this was such a spoiler that WWE even posted it. WWE was posting this on their Twitter account. Huge spoiler out of the NXT tapings. I'm not sure that that's necessarily constructive on WWE's part. Unless they're figuring on doing something with Sanity. Do you see Sanity ever making it out of NXT and making it onto the main roster?
1: I know there's a lot of people out there that want to immediately compare tie insanity somewhere with Bray with the Broken Hardy. I just wonder if it's too much similarity, too much overkill. I'm not
0: gonna say they they never get out of there as a group.
1: but I wouldn't be surprised if if they went with other directions with each of the members there
0: because I kind of I kind of see Eric Young staying in NXT forever in that player coach role until he actually moves behind the scenes as a trainer. I think that's a very good place for Eric Young. Kelly and Dane is gonna make that place rain money at some point. Not sure about Alexander Wolf, how he fits into the great grand scheme. Well, of he's,
1: he's one of those great talents, but you know his role there is kind of underplayed because right. Because of I feel like he's so the Marty Janetti. Yeah, and then Dane, and then Dane's stock just went through you know skyrocketed thanks to that War Games
0: match. And Nikki Cross is obviously Nikki Cross. I mean,
1: right. So yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see where they go. Stick together, wouldn't be surprised. Break them up, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Would you be um, surprised I, I, to see them involved in this Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt thing?
1: I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, I mean, to me that's almost an overkill. I hope that they stay away from it. Just keep on what they're doing with their own thing. I don't think you really see any of them coming up till after the WrestleMania season.
0: I would like to see Sanity versus the Broken Hardys, but I would like to see it after the Broken Hardys conquer whatever Wyatt's going to throw. Well,
1: you know, again, too, we, we don't really know what the Hardy's contract status is.
0: Yeah, that's true, too.
1: And it that's might be on something too. kind of like the Dudley sign where, you know, it's like two years and then see ya. Right.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to smoke a square quick. We'll throw on a musical interlude here so our other listeners who didn't want to hear spoilers can come back and join us. We'll come back. We'll talk some Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Bullet Club, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all that fun stuff, World Tag League. We'll be back in five.
2: so well. When the lives are over in the tone with the sun, then the people that are going to hell. When the lives are over, in the tone with the then the people that are going to hell. When the lives are over in the town with the then the people that are going to hell. Then the people that are going to hell.
0: All right, so we're jumping back in here. We wanted to talk a little bit about Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and I think this kind of pertains into this Bullet Club story, too. Uh, Rick, you seem to have some kind of an idea of what they're doing with this Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing, or at least we thought so before we found out that Zayn is jobbing to Nakamura on the live events and Owens isn't even on there.
1: Well, I'm not going to put too much stock in that. You know, that could be something. And and actually, I
0: think it would be kind of a
1: nice match at at Clash to have... Sammy versus Nakamura. There, I think it'd be a nice little. Well, it's the best match that that
0: Nakamura's had since he came stateside. Uh, So yeah, I'm not going to put too much there. I think what I was
1: kind of hitting at on on our weekly wrap up show uh, back on Thursday is kind of where where this thing is going. Uh, There's so much up in the air with Daniel Bryan.
0: Uh, I think we both agree. We kind of touched on there. Yeah, I think the. The bigger story here is their involvement inside of the Daniel Bryan Shane McMahon storyline. Okay.
1: so Yeah, so I, I know we're going to move what if Daniel Bryan does leave the company, uh, but I'm, for right now let's work in, in a narrative that, that WWE they realize they can't let Bryan, I, you know, he has been very he hasn't been shy about reminding us when that contract is up, when he is available to go find uh, another place where he can, can do what he loves and, and, and is wrestle. Uh, but we are getting inside the WWE story. We're getting some real tension between between Daniel and and uh, Shane, excuse me.
0: And it seems like Zayn and Owens are at the root of this yes. tension.
1: Uh, you know, they are your two your two talents that are really right there in the middle of everything. So,
0: what, I, do you, I would, what do you think is the the eventual payoff here? Where do you think they're going? I know this has been
1: strongly rumored out there, and I wouldn't mind them going in this direction. I would like to see Zane and Owens align themselves with Daniel Bryan. I, I would want Bryan's – his point of opposition against Shane is to just come out. You know, I'm not always a big fan of if when they use reality for kind of like the lowbrow, but I think they've got an interesting story here that everyone really knows about where Bryan can come out and say, you know, you've kind of – you've held me at will here. Again, you know, against my will here, you won't let me do what I what I what I love. But yet, you're still milking everything that that I bring to the table. I'm not getting anything really back from this company other than being able to connect with with all this audience that I love. But let's face it, I could go do this anywhere. These people will follow me. And he pretty much in this story would oppose everything, the beliefs that we have come to understand and maybe in many cases fans resent about the mcmahon style of management and how they perceive professional wrestling for me i think that it is a perfect opportunity to tie in zane and kevin owens in in behind brian's beliefs they have the same background same philosophy same upbringing to me there's a natural build-in
0: Well, yeah, because, I mean, Brian Danielson was the face of Ring of Honor, and when he left, it really became Kevin Owens, or Kevin Steen at the time. I'm afraid that somehow this storyline is going to lead to the Owens babyface turn.
1: You've been talking about that for a
0: long, long time. You
1: see the potential where he can definitely be your biggest baby in the company.
0: Yeah, very much so. And I could see, you know, maybe Brian and Zane take something a little too far. And that's what turns Owens. And he ends up aligning himself with Shane. I'm afraid that that's kind of the direction they're going here. But I I I don't... With with the Brian contract situation and his health situation and everything being so in flux, it's really hard to really determine what in the hell they're doing if they even have any idea what in the hell they're doing
1: well i think in the you know in the last 48 to 24 hours haven't we seen more stories that even now brie has is sounding off uh, about the outside the the support from outside of WWE medical staff that, that brian is receiving that says he is okay to go they still just cannot get that clear from the wwe
0: medical crew well yeah but the here's the thing I've, I've seen this quote in a few different places where Brie has said, you know, all these doctors are clearing Brian, but also inside of that same quote, the part that's omitted is she says that eight doctors have not cleared Brian. So as they're kind of just putting out the headline, they're just they're
2: putting just out kinda, the positive they're, they're they're emphasizing the people
1: that said, okay, but there still is a great deal of divide where he's not, it's not a hundred percent on his part.
0: Right. And it sounds like Brian's doing some incredibly experimental stuff with oxygen chambers and cryogenic chambers and all kinds of absolutely crazy, cutting-edge medical stuff. But I think the real big issue here is it's going to come down to Vince McMahon's pocketbook. And if Daniel Bryan leaving and facing Cody Rhodes is going to draw a Ring of Honor 10,000 seats... I think Vince is going to be a whole lot more inclined to clear Daniel Bryan.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a real tough call there. We've seen how something like this, how a fan movement can force their hand when it comes to Daniel Bryan. But it was nothing to this extreme. I mean, we are seriously talking about a man's well-being. And then outside of that, in, in your business aspect, you're publicly traded. We're going back. We we talked about this throughout this show today about this. You're publicly traded you got a lot riding on it. Something happens. Something seriously happens to him in that ring. And it's out there that you damn well, you were against us from the beginning. You got all these other professionals out here that support your decision
0: and from before. And you cave.
1: And you cave, and something happens.
0: But then on the same hand, they cleared freaking Kurt Angle. And not only have they cleared Kurt Angle, C- Kurt Angle has had two matches, and we know that he's going to have at least one more. Again, we
1: we're not medical professionals here. We do not know the severity of of this, of the circumstances here. You know, Kurt was more about it's more about his neck and that. Uh, and and granted, that is a serious issue, something that should be taken serious. But there is more of a concern in a PC awareness towards concussion items. This in this day and age yeah
0: i don't know it's going to be very very interesting to follow and now let's jump into this bullet club story because obviously brian directly pertains to that i brian danielson versus cody rhodes that's the money match right i mean to get to ten thousand people that's one of at least i had a thought i had a thought
1: here what if you could go out and get a group of big names and ran a tournament Would be multiple cool. dream matches happening that night. Like Bola? Yeah. something alone Outlines are, yeah. But you're doing it all in one, one shot, you know, so you can make sure that you got it all. Like King of the Ring style. Yes. Uh, I'd that be gives down you, for that. That gives you seven, you got seven tournament matches and then you slide in, you know, you get the Bucks out there doing a tag match uh, and then some other fun things. You, you do uh, Dick Justice Ben-Hamin on that card.
0: What other matches do you think are are, are going to stand the potential of helping them draw ten thousand people here? Because I don't think even Brian Danielson versus Cody Rhodes, I'm not sure that's going to draw you ten thousand people. I think you need a really solid undercard to sell people to travel to that show.
1: Uh, I had a few, I had a few thoughts on that. Uh, one to help you get to your ten thousand. Uh, as we were kind of talking, you know, a lot of fans were very disappointed that WWE did not make Starcade a network special. And my rebuttal to that was, you know, it is a live event, but you want you want to give people a reason to have to buy a ticket. Now, giving away for nine ninety nine on your network, that's not a special event like that. If I'm in that area or can travel there, I'm just going to do that, right? I'm, I'm not going to go invest in that local in that local market. Going to buy a ticket, going to buy merchandise, going to get a hotel room, go out to eat in that area. So, so to me with this show, this has to be treated as a live event. Do not do this as an eye per view Do not have any kind of outlet with this thing going. It's, if you want to see this, you have to be one of those 10,000 people to buy a damn ticket.
0: I would do it PWG style where the DVD will be available in six weeks. Yep, exactly. And you,
1: and you really hammer home. Uh, I know this is going to be a lot more difficult to watch than they do at the PWG shows, but they there's a great deal of pride amongst those fans there. Hey, you, your phone might get broken if they catch you filming. Right. And we could also, we, we don't know what talents are actually going to have on this show, so it could it might not even be a possibility to run an iPad. Well, I mean,
0: what other talents in your mind's eye do you have to have on this show? Well, here's
1: here's what I was getting here. So everyone's talking talent, talent, talent. What talent are going to be here does this have to be all about talent? Can they, can they make this, bring in music acts? I mean, is there different things they could do to stack on top of professional wrestling to really sell this as just not a wrestling event, but just this grand entertainment experience?
0: Well, I think they could because I think one of the people that is going to be highly involved in the promotion of this show is Hot Topic. And we know Hot Topic has been connected with the Warp Tour forever, so it's very feasible that you could see some kind of a musical festival take place around this thing.
1: Okay, so that's what I'm wondering, you know, because everyone's kind of just focused in, you know, rightfully so. We we're in the wrestling realm; that's what we're going to focus on. But what can we do to step outside of, you know, think outside the box here? Uh, to bring some people in that maybe would see some kind of interest here, or, or us as wrestling fans, we could grab some friends. And be like, hey, man, it's going to be so much more than than what you just think. Why don't you guys come with us?
0: Yeah, because I don't think people realize how hard it is to draw ten thousand people. That's that's quite a chore. That's not just something that everybody can do. I, Ring of Honor averages right around thirty five hundred.
1: Yeah, they've, they've never done this and they've been in existence since the early 2000s.
0: Right. Uh, New Japan does this probably twice a year. I would say when they go to Osaka Joe Hall and the Tokyo Dome would probably be the only two venues I could imagine that would even hold 10,000 people. I'm not even sure Osaka does.
1: Yeah and you know on a for television programming, WWE's drawing like half of this,
0: right? I mean, this is a big show. If you're not the WWE, you're not drawing ten thousand people. You have to absolutely knock this thing out of the park. You're talking WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom worthy.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, if there if there's are there other things you could draw, this has to become about a total experience uh, to get people to come out. So let's look at before I, I know we'll go we'll get back to your talents here, but let's talk about the hype here. Like we're If they want Daniel Bryan, this actually works out kind of well for them. You've laid it out here for us. Uh,
0: Bryan's contract expires on September 29th, 2018. If there's a 90-day clause, which I think everybody absolutely would expect there would be, that puts it at December 29th, 2018. Now, the next question that kind of plays into this You know, Wrestle Kingdom is January 4th every year. If I'm New Japan, why do I want to lend you my talents to do this huge super show in the United States when we're doing Wrestle Kingdom literally less than a week later?
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but there really has been no interaction from the New Japan side, correct? No, I have heard
0: absolutely nothing out of the New Japan offices, Gato, Jado, any of that.
1: I know Ring of Honor has has addressed it. Ring uh, of Honor very, did very issue positive. a statement.
0: Uh, their general manager uh, issued a statement to PW Torch's Sean Radigan um, that says, "There's no doubt that these guys are amongst the very best in the industry right now. Their commitment to Ring of Honor is superb, and they've grown and they've been great contributors in taking this company to the next level." In fact, Supercard of Honor 2018 is already on pace to beat the attendance record set last year and the fans will not be disappointed. This 10,000 seat dream show is something that these guys as well as Ring of Honor feel very strongly about achieving and we are glad to support them to help make those dreams come true. Really, the fans are the number one stakeholder here and the ultimate goal is to return value to them. This has the potential to be something really special for the Young Bucks, Cody, The Bullet Club and Ring of Honor, but most importantly, the fans. So my question then after reading this statement became, is this a Bullet Club show or is this a Ring of Honor show?
1: Hey, I think this is the perfect statement uh, on behalf of Ring of Honor. You got this ultimate promotion out there. They're going to make money off this. They're going to gain exposure. This is almost going to probably seem like a Ring of Honor event for them. But... It seems special and different because how hot the Bullet Club is out there with this promotion of it. It's, it's They're going to be able to really to rally their troops. And I, I think there will be a great deal that want to come out and support them here. But like they need to go over the top. This has to be a, a reason for people to travel from all over the country, UK, wherever, to want to go check out something special here. Now, you said the 29th of December 2018. That is the first day that he is eligible. Correct. Well, it just so happens that falls on a Saturday. Right. Which would be pretty cool. You know, it's it's the first day possible. If you could somehow work into, if you come to the show, if you're, let's say they have this in New York. It wasn't that one of like the suggestions or like one of the
0: hot topics or
1: rumors. No, yep. no pun intended.
0: Of course, because hot New time. York is by far one of the hottest okay. wrestling fan bases in the country. Okay. So
1: if you're going to travel up there, then even from outside of you and I from here in the Midwest, you're going to travel there that's a great opportunity for us to make a pretty cool little trip out of that because one of the greatest places to be that time of year is up there in New York for, for New Year's.
0: But I guess my question is why would we go to this show when it's going to feature basically the same people that are going to be on final battle well, or okay. super okay, Therein
1: There in lies the special trolls. You're going to need your special attractions. More so than any other kind of gimmick angle you go with entertainment-wise, which I still feel is important, but these names within professional wrestling are your big draws. We both agree Daniel Bryan is probably top of that list.
0: Bryan and Rhodes for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship I think is absolutely one of the matches that you can put on that's going to put all kinds of attention onto this show.
1: Uh, I. I think we both agree here and you probably could persuade him to do this. CM Punk.
0: See, and this is one that we absolutely wanted to talk about because I'm not sure that that even could happen. Let's remember CM Punk is under contract with the UFC and he has a multi-fight deal with the UFC. I do know that CM Punk was meeting with Dana White in Detroit this weekend. I imagine that conversation is going one of two ways. It's either going to be, Dana, who am I fighting? And Dana is going to say, this is who you're fighting, and this is when you're going to fight them. Or that conversation is going to go, Phil, thanks, but we're going to move a different direction. We're not going to put you on UFC TV again. And they release him from his contract. Well, even if he does have another fight, what was his deal? I mean, that would be expired. I think it was a five-fight deal. I don't think it was a yearly okay. deal. It was a fight deal. Okay. It was for a number of um, fights. Both, well, and it's not like
1: uncommon that you know he could go to them and say, "Hey, man, I, I'd like to work this this indie show, this special event." It's not like I'm going over and giving Vince a rub. I'm not going back there. I'm just going with some buddies to work an event on a weekend.
0: CM Hunk versus Kenny Omega.
1: Oh, I think that would be huge, man. Uh, even if there is, some, even if there is some issues with trying to protect him, I mean, you could have him and Cabana team up against the Bucks.
0: I think I think CM Hunk versus Kenny Omega is the money match.
1: I, I agree that's your money match, but there might be if there is a limitation where they don't want him actually working that hard of a match. I don't think there's any shame in in having him take a backseat in a tag match with the Bucks.
0: I think you have to have Joey Ryan on this show. As much as people have a distaste for him, people will pay to see him. Colt Commander okay. is another one that I would absolutely put on this show. Would I, I would bring in like guys like Osprey, Kushida, Marty Skrull has to be on the show. You
1: know what I would, would love? Uh, and this would generate um, amongst the Smirk fans, if you somehow can finagle it, where it is Joey Ryan and a square, uh, across that ring from him in his opponent's corner is Jim Cornette.
0: Oh, my God. I would I, I would travel anywhere in the country to see that. Match. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Corny has
1: not ruled out ever. Uh, they've actually met and they were cordial with one another. Corny has ruled out there is no way in hell he would ever do the dick spot. But I'm sure you could convince him to load up that racket and hit Joey Square in the dick with it. Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, I would. Could you see, like, World's Cutest Tag Team on this show? I think that would be a draw. I don't know, man. I, when uh, you're I, I trying for- to get to 10,000 people, it's like, you know, there's a reason Ring of Honor only draws 3,500 people. There's a reason New Japan only draws 2,500 people when they come to the States. 10,000 yes. people.
1: Yeah, so for me... It just has to be more than wrestling. I mean, you got to gimmick this thing out. But I mean, yeah, I think we got some decent matches. And a, a, a big component of that is like you brought up. Would New Japan be willing to play ball? I think you need some of those guys.
0: Yeah. And with Wrestle Kingdom just right there, I can't. And I would think New Japan is going to. I thought that they would do Brian Danielson versus Cody Rhodes on Wrestle Kingdom. Well, and, and do and, it you know, inside the Tokyo Dome.
1: And we are just assuming that's they, this is when they would do this. Uh, if they have this before Brian's out of there, I think that's a huge blow to any of the hype. Uh, they might wait for a, a full year, almost or over a year from now, and maybe try to run this against WrestleMania thirty-five around that time.
0: If you can't get Brian Danielson and if you can't get CM Punk, is there any way they can get to ten thousand seats?
1: I'm not sure. I, I don't think it's possible.
0: I don't think it's possible inside the United States without those two names. And I'm not even sure one of those names does it. I think you have to have both of them.
1: What was the arena that they posed for that photo in?
0: I'm not sure. I know that they're looking at several arenas throughout the country. When I first heard about this, my immediate thought was the Cow Palace. Ben uh, brought up the idea that, you know, they should do this in New York, which makes all the sense in the world. To me, the logical choice... If you're trying to get CM Punk on the show, is you do it at the Allstate Arena, which is the old Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, you do CM Punk in Chicago against Kenny Omega. You you stand a chance.
1: Yeah, you you got to look at the three hotbeds here in America where you want to do that at. Uh all great options. And, and you're we're just assuming around when Daniel is available. We don't know the details on when this is going to happen but you think it would have to be sooner than later right well they so said 2018
0: really and it's like if you're going to include brian in it and you're looking at doing it in 2018 you've got about a two-day window
1: Assu- well just assuming you know it's that's all up in the air right there
0: well yeah absolutely and that's yeah, and that's I assuming it's, the I 90 it's days so i don't think it's so far-fetched that
1: you know the date we're working with right there in that area but if you put if you do this on the 29th i mean you've got you're immediately, even even with the talents sh- you're using from Ring of Honor and Bullet Club themselves, they're immediately getting on a plane and heading to Japan.
0: Yeah, and, and I feel like that sours the New Japan relationship a little bit because they're definitely pulling eyes away from Wrestle Kingdom if they do this inside of this window. So I can't see New Japan sending a whole lot of talent over, let alone top-end talent, to help them draw 10,000 people here. I just can't we, don't know. See
1: it. we don't know what the relationship is. You know, hopefully they had the sense to run this by the New Japan office instead of just going right out and flying off the handle with it.
0: I mean, this is by far one of the most interesting stories that you could possibly even dream up in any kind of scenario alongside of the WWE negotiating their new TV contract. This is fantastic. We're going to be talking about this for a year.
1: Well, yeah, so I guess at this point, uh, let's get some feedback from the fans out there. You know, when should this go down? Who should the talents be? How, how are they going to pull this off? I mean, what would... What will get you to 10,000 fans? Yeah, what will get you there? What will get people to travel from around the country to a destination?
0: Well, let's talk about a couple of the big shows that are coming up because I think there's some matches here that may interest you, even though I know you don't follow New Japan and Ring of Honor as closely as we do the WWE product. Cody Rhodes taking on Dalton Castle for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship at Ring of Honor Final Battle.
1: Really looking forward to this one, man. Dalton Castle is... He's one of those like enigmas, man. You, you see where he came from. And at certain times, you, you'd always kind of wondered, man, is this really, you know, what is the ceiling here? And he has proven that he could shatter that. He's one of the best acts in the world right now. And he's going up against my personal favorite act going today and, and Cody. Really, and I've, I've loved the build here. I've been watching quite a bit of Ring of Honor. Uh, as you know, I, I've been down in the Cincinnati area quite a bit. And it airs here three or four times a week. Uh, and they usually have a couple different episodes, so I could, I've been able to catch up on what's going on. Uh, I love the intensity here. I love how they've they kind of been going back and forth. I love how each is being presented. Really looking forward to this one.
0: I'm really looking forward to the match. Uh, do you have any chance in hell that you think Dalton Castle is taking this title off of Cody right now? I, I don't
1: think here. Uh, and, and and that to me, because Cody is just, seems as a better champion, he, you want to keep that... That streak alive he is hot you want to keep that one. i know that they have he has been announced for uh, defending that championship in the tokyo dome that doesn't sway me so much because we've seen the ring of honor honor titles matches that have been advertised there change before on short notice so not so much there i, I just think it's it's the right decision overall to keep keep it on cody
0: I agree that we've seen that change on short notice before, but normally you don't have a match that is the level of Cody Rhodes versus Kota Ibushi for the Ring of Honor title. At yeah, Wrestle and, that, and that,
1: that would be a huge drop down. You take Cody out and you slide Castle. Yeah, in
0: Dalton Castle versus Kota Ibushi. I just and I can't see that happening. And I don't
1: think that, you know, Castle in a weird some sort of roundabout way. It's not the time's not right for him. You know he needs to chase a little more.
0: Yeah, I love Dalton Castle as a talent. I just can't see him as a world champion right now. Yeah,
1: it, especially at this point, you're right. And it, I think if you, if you did make that swap, it'd be nice little pop a good moment, but the luster would fade very quickly.
0: Uh, also coming up at Final Battle, there's some other really good matches on this card. Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer versus the Briscoes. that's going to be freaking violent
1: i think i think that is a great match it's going to be if you're a fan of violence buckle in because it's going to get wild the only thing this is one of those it's just too bad that uh that dvon couldn't get get an excuse for a little bit from his uh, duties with wwe
0: how do you feel about the bully ray work retirement thing
1: I was perfectly fine with it. I think we need more of it. It it came off perfect, right? It got some emotion going. I mean, the Briskers were getting some real heat
0: from that. They were getting some real heat for that. This match is going to be freaking brutal,
1: man. People were ready to string them up when they thought it was a miscue with that
0: table. Yep. Yeah, they worked everybody. They worked everybody. And
1: this is what we need more of. And you have to believe that Bully Ray probably orchestrated this entire thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's so old school, you know, he pulled off, and he, he was loving this. We need more of this. It's okay to – I, I know some fans, they get so uppy about this, like it's it, insulting to them. No, this is what it's supposed to be. The insult is that you think you're above it.
0: Well said. Uh, I think this has a potential to be a show stealer. Uh, Kenny King versus Jersey Mike's boy Punishment Martinez versus Shane Taylor versus Silas Young. Fatal four-way for the TV title. I don't even care about the creative going into this match. That match is going to be freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, this is just one of those you got some great talents in there. You're going to see some crazy stuff. This is one of those you just kind of kick back, turn your brain off. And it's in so, so many
0: different styles that we're going to see. Yep, and ju- just enjoy the car wreck because that's what it's going to be. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Marty Scurll. This is a non-title match because Scurll is currently holding the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. There was some speculation there. I don't even think Lethal is a junior heavyweight, so I yeah. That's
2: that's why
1: I assumed it wasn't a title. Yeah, that so seemed a little
0: surprising to me. Skrull is so freaking over, and Jay Lethal is an amazing performer. How that guy never really got a good chance, to me, like he was a top guy for a little while, but it was kind of like the Daniel Bryan thing, like everybody was just kind of brought along kicking and screaming to give jay lethal his run
1: yeah but he had an incredible run it, it was over an
0: incredible year, run over a year's time right yeah and now he's just like an afterthought on the roh roster damn shame too because he's a great freaking yeah, he
1: recently came he recently came out said he's still got some goals there uh he wants to he wants to begin eyeing like the six man tag titles uh that would actually if he can capture those kind of a a pretty cool accomplishment within Ring of Honor. He will have held every championship that the company's ever had, even going back to, uh, what was their, their, one of the early titles? Not the Pride title, but the uh,
0: Son of a Gun. Yeah, when you ask me like that, I can't. Now my brain's not computing because I'm thinking IWGB titles.
1: They had one. Yeah. The Pure Title.
0: Yes, that's it.
1: Yeah, so he even, he, was, he even held that way back when. So, I mean, what an accomplishment. I mean, you could just you know, put that on your trophy case that in Ring of Honor, you've actually held every championship that the company has
0: had. And Marty Scurll, I mean, that guy is just over. That guy just screams money down the road to me. Love Marty Scurll. I love his character. I love everything about the guy. The Addiction versus War Machine. This is going to be a tag team clinic. I'm absolutely certain about that. Do you see War Machine ever making that jump? Because I, I would see the War War Machine turning into the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm, I'm fine with War Machine just staying in the Ring of Honor, independent New Japan scene, where I can enjoy you. Well,
1: and here's your problem. You know, here's possibly that lies making maybe them making that jump. They're so those there's. Very similar acts already within WWE. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, obviously, you have the Bloodline brothers
0: up on SmackDown now.
1: I mean, there could be comparisons
0: to to Sanity. Yeah, Killian Dane immediately comes to mind.
1: Right. So it just might be, uh, you know, a case of we've got guys like you. Bad timing. Yeah. You know, maybe the War Machine acts better. You know, they perfected it better. But hey, we've already got these guys here. And of and course, the it,
0: Addiction are tag team gods.
1: Right. Well, that back War Machine, I think a lot of it has to do how successful this Bludgeon Brother Act actually becomes. You know, if it falls flat on its face and they can go like six months and say, we forgot about it. All right, now we got this War Machine gimmick coming in. Let's redo it. Let's revamp it. Hey, if that Bludgeon Brother thing actually somehow takes off with the casual,
0: then there's actually no reason for War Machine. The addiction, to me, I can't believe I'm going to say this. There's not too many tag teams I would pick to beat War Machine, but the addiction might be that tag team. Their whole gimmick is they're the smartest guys in the room, right? Never count they're out Daniels the, and Kazarian.
1: They're the wily vets. Are going to do whatever it takes, and they have the know-how to get it done.
0: Matt Taven versus Will Osprey. I'm sure that'll be awesome, and I'm sure Ben Hamen's going to love it. Dot dot dot. Dive. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T. For the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Again, dot, 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 dive. And then you have the Hung Bucks, Hangman Page, and the Young Bucks versus Flip Gordon, Dragon Lee, and Titan for the ROH six man titles. Dot, 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 dive.
1: Well, especially you know, these last three matches that you ran through. Yeah, that's, that's going to be some high flying, fast paced action there. Uh,
0: but, you know, I, it's I also the kind of thing, like, when you look at the undercard, it turns people off to where they don't even want to watch Cody and Dalton Castle. And, and and it's not even people like you and I. It's just the veterans of this business who don't like this style of wrestling. Immediately, they just don't even want to watch this show. And you don't to, even get to the good shit. To get to the stuff where you got and Castle who are going to give you a
1: Traditional style match they've got that story that Backstory there you're you're going to be able it's going to Be an emotional roller coaster for you
0: It's it's and that's just How Ring of Honor books their shows man And I I don't know if it works You know I I feel like you're just turning off So much of the audience and your Undercard train wrecks I feel like there's room for a Train wreck on the show But they they seem to Throw a lot of them on the undercard
1: I don't know if we'll get so much much of it in the uh, in the tag team championship. Those guys can, to you know,
0: turn it down at times. Oh no, that'll be a physical match, and and I, I trust all four of those guys when it comes to in ring psychology. But when you start getting Osprey and Taven, the Machine Guns, and the Best Friends, the Hung Bucks against a guy named Flip Gordon and two freaking luchadors Whoa, from yeah, CMLL. No, I-
1: it's yeah, so just, I think you could you could live with two of these. I would probably would remove the Taven Osprey match from this card. I, I just not anything against those guys. It just doesn't fit.
0: Yep, I, I completely agree. I'm not sure why Osprey is on this card at all. I, I get you know why what? Taven is, but Taven can't work that kind of style against Osprey. You ever seen Taven work that kind of a match?
1: Yeah. See, I would pull that match and and actually give that spot to uh, Women of Honor.
0: See, and they never do the the Women of Honor matches on like ROH shows. Like it's, it almost feels like a completely different company.
1: Yeah. It just, hey, this is our featured spot for you.
0: Uh, Originally, we were going to do this show yesterday. So the standings I'm about to give you for the New Japan World Tag League may be a little bit different by the time that you hear them. But this just fascinates me because Ghetto is just such a magnificent bastard. With five matches in, two matches left. Anybody can take this freaking tournament. Did you, did you look through the scores on these tournament brackets? Dude, this is all you. Yeah, you don't watch World Tag League. I've barely watched World Tag League. I mean, the <laughs> nice thing about World Tag uh, League yeah. is when they upload them, they only upload like the two league matches, so you don't have to watch the entire shows to see them. To get them.
1: through to it. Uh, but I do. I, I mean, I'm looking through. I recognize some of these names, so I'm kind of looking forward to your rundown here. Well, uh, it, yeah, it just fascinates
0: bit. me because five matches in, you have Suzuki Goon, Suzuki and Lazuka, Death Juice, the Los Angorbanopolis team, uh, Bullet Club, uh, the team of Hangman Page and Yujiro Takahashi, all with six points. Then you have, at four points, the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale, the murdering, blood-lusted bastard, and Chase Owens. And then you have Tenkozy. At four points. So it's like with two matches to go, any of these teams can take this tournament. So even if you haven't watched any of this tournament, you can just come in and watch the last two matches and already know the story of what's going on. Because Ghetto is a magnificent bastard. Let's jump over to the B block. You have Chuck E.T. and Beretta, the best friends, eight points. The Gorillas of Destiny at eight points. The Chaos team of the oddest pairing that you've ever seen. Tomahiro Ishii and Toro Yano with six points. War Machine with six points. The Defending Champs, Killer Elite Squad, six points, Michael Cobb and or er, Michael Elgin and Jeff Cobb, they've got six points. Anybody can take this thing. They've been doing this for a month. If you've been actually watching this for a month, people are so invested in all these teams. I can't keep it up. am so much content.
1: It is, it is cool to have like so many options going in here to your final stretch, your final days of this event. Uh, so this is pretty much like this is their tag version of the G1?
0: Yeah, this is the tag version of the G1. So it's basically you have 16 teams into two blocks, and everything is round robin. You get two points for a win, one point for a draw, okay. zero points for a loss.
1: So these teams that have gone over the champs, uh, are they entitled to future shots?
0: Probably, that would be assuming The thing is Wrestle Kingdom is so fast I was going to say, so maybe that That's a bit, a bit lenient
1: Because right. you can't squeeze in all those matches Especially with the style of Japan where it's not every week They're having right. title shots
0: Yeah, so it's basically whoever wins this thing Is going to face the Killer Elite Squad For the IWGP Tag Team Titles At Wrestle Kingdom If Killer Elite Squad would win this thing They get to name their own challengers
1: Oh, that's pretty cool then
0: And yeah, like you said, it's just like the G one, but they do it for tag teams. In the spring, they do it for the juniors, and then they have you know the super junior tag teams. And this is how they fill time in between their big events. Fascinating stuff. But just the way I like it. I
1: like it too with their how they set up these tournaments. That the champs are always included, so it's not like you could start building beef with multiple individuals against the champs. So you have a story. It's not like the champs just sitting back waiting. For someone to win and Arise as a challenger. And that's just it.
0: Right. Because you end up with months worth of creative coming out of these tournaments.
1: Well, as we've seen from the G1, how many stories coming out of there, especially just surrounding Okada at the very top.
0: I would love to see the WWE adopt something like this, even if they would just do it once a year. To where you would do a big tournament round robin style like this. Well, you know, Eric Bischoff, he
1: always gets his... And this is not a knock on him in any way. Great. One of the great minds in professional wrestling he's done a lot for the business and all that. But, you know, he gets all the credit for some of the things that he's perceived to create at NWL and then even the Bound for Glory series, which he clearly is just sampling from from Japan. But that was something that was pretty unique within Impact Wrestling at the time.
0: And it fills so much TV time without having to come up with just these ridiculous, absurd angles.
1: Now, see, if they, I wish they would have gone straight from the scoring from the Japan tournaments, because they had their, their scoring was so crazy, it was just hard to keep up with.
0: Yeah, I was watching Starcade '89 last night because I went, wanted to watch some great Muda matches. And the way that they were doing scoring down there, it was like twenty points for a pinfall win, and fifteen points for a countout, and ten points for a disqualification. And it was just like, yeah. this is way too fucking complicated. yeah, so yeah it's.
1: Just simplify it where anyone could, anytime, can keep up with what's going on. But yeah, it's where he got these ideas, and it would be great to see WWE try to come up with, especially in those in those times where you they're just phoning it in.
0: New Japan has also launched an English-speaking YouTube page for people like Rick who don't necessarily follow the product, but you know they want to see what in the hell's going on. It used to be where you could watch all of the interviews afterwards, but there were no captions. So you had absolutely no idea what in the hell was going on. No idea what the hell they're going on. Which was actually kind of fun because I would just make up the stories in my head as I would go along. And sometimes the stories were rather entertaining. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom tickets are on sale. Tickets are selling at 180% the pace of last year. And it was announced today that if you do not have New Japan World, don't fret. All you need is DirecTV, because Access TV is going to air Wrestle Kingdom two days later on January 6th.
1: I still don't know why this is an event you're going to want to live in real time, and it's just worth it to go get that, just for a month, to go sign up for the New Japan World,
0: it, it comes out to like eight dollars and 74 cents a month, guys. 999 yen. I know it yeah, sounds like uh, a lot of money, but it's 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 like eight dollars and 74 cents.
1: Well, I'll let you run through the, the card here before I do a little plug for you.
0: Well, this is the card that we have announced thus far, these are just the championship matches. Now, keep in mind, there are way too many titles in New Japan, and we all understand that. So, here's the run of like nine championships that are going to be decided. As I was saying, you have the World Tag League winner versus the Killer Elite Squad for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. You have Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. And per NJPW1972.com, this is officially now a United States Championship match. Uh, It had been speculated this was going to be non-title. No, this is for the belt. So I think that's actually important when you look at the actual booking of the match. You can have Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Switchblade Jay White for the Intercontinental Championship. The Junior Heavyweight Championship is going to be decided in a fatal four way Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi versus Kushida. This is very, very special because New Japan does not do matches like this. Ever. Very rarely do you even see a triple threat, let alone a fatal four way. Rapungi 3K, Show and Yo are going to take on the Young Bucks for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. As the Young Bucks put over on their way to the ring at Dominion, they're now on the Brock Lesnar schedule. They only work the big shows, so I expect Rapunky 3K to retain. Cody versus Kota Ibushi for the ROH title. This match is going to be fucking awesome. And once again, Cody Rhodes has his chance to give me a four-star match that I can look back on and say, that was Cody. And then the big money match: Kazuchika Okada takes on Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship of the World. Rick, are you still awake?
1: Yes. Yeah, I was just kind of looking through seven big matches, seven seven big championship bouts. Uh, hey, was not was there some back and forth as you, you looked through this? Obviously, you have a great card top to bottom, but. The two marquee matches have to be your IWGP Heavyweight Championship match and your U.S. Championship match, correct? Uh, was there something going on between these two? Well, these two
0: bouncer. Na- <laughs> Omega did an interview where he basically said that this is going to be a two main event show, and NATO took offense to that, and basically told him to shut his fucking mouth. There's one main event. I'm in it, and you're not. Shut the fuck up. That's pretty much the story. Okay. Um, yeah, you have to realize do you think
1: it's just legit shoot or it kind of
0: works. Here's the know? thing, man. The NATO storyline. I mean, if you go back to the very beginning of this Losin Gorbunovless character of NATO, right. going back like three years, this whole thing started because he got screwed out of the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. So the main event of Wrestle Kingdom to NATO is more important than winning this title. And okay. For Omega to come out and say, well, yeah, that might be the main event because it's got the IWGP title, but I'm really the main event because I'm wrestling Chris Jericho. And NATO's like, hey, guess what? Fuck you.
1: So we could just be getting another good work here with a great storyline coming from this.
0: Or this very well could be a little bit of a divide amongst the Gaijin. And the native New Japan. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I understand. I understand
1: how important the IWGP Championship bout is.
0: What it means to be in
1: that final match at Wrestle Kingdom. One of the the greatest honors in all professional wrestling. But when you look on a global scale, Omega versus Jericho is a much bigger marquee match.
0: I and and I understand that. But I also understand the native Japanese talent taking it a little bit personally. That these foreigners are coming in and basically taking over the company at this point. Uh, do, do they work? Well, how do their paydays work? I have no idea. Because that, if it's anything similar to what we're
1: accustomed to here, and yeah, NATO's going to see a little, a bit, He's going to see some more, uh, bang for the buck, right?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think at this point, the honor of being in the wrestle kingdom main event means more to NATO and to NATO's character than the amount of money that he's going to get paid. for this show. So
1: much of what we've seen lately, everything with Jericho mega to bully Ray. It's a sexy stuff. I, I still, it's just, I, I, I guess I'm one of those conspiracy individuals. Oh, I, and I, of, I
0: agree. And if, if they weren't Japanese, I, I just think I, I just would think immediately jump to that too. It's just, I just think
1: everything's a work.
0: It's just with, especially when you're dealing with these Japanese people, man, that they have so much pride that it's almost to a detriment, you know, it's interesting. It's and, and I think Omega, if NATO takes this title after the rematch with Okada, Omega and NATO is the money match going forward for 2018, assuming that Omega stays in New Japan like he said he was going to. But you know what? So did AJ Styles. So who knows?
1: A lot a lot of big wrestling coming up here at the end of the year. This this is a time where a lot of people that tend to be more WWE-ish, uh, more stateside, hey, it's a time to, you know, to, to broaden your horizons, to get out there and check out what's going on because this right here begins through, you know, through April, the most exciting time in professional wrestling.
0: My match of the week, going back to that '89 Starcade event. Uh, before
1: you do that, I, I know what I—I I, I wanted to give you a plug here. We, you know, we got all this this great Wrestle Kingdom hype, and it, it's only going to pick up as the weeks go on. Uh, we we are working on getting you hooked up with Billy Ray Valentine, two individuals who know this—you know—the Japanese product inside and out. You guys are going to be working together to. To bring us some content, right? To really dive into this over on the Hacker Hameen Media Group.
0: That seems to be the plan. That uh, seems to be the plan we're going in. And then you yourself are going to be hosting uh,
1: uh, the live chat and all that for Wrestle Kingdom.
0: For Wrestle Kingdom. I'm taking that night off. That That's going to be an exciting day. That's like Christmas morning for me right there.
1: Hey, and- uh, I, I I would just, before, before you really dive in I would check with Acer to make sure that he's
0: not planning one.
1: Okay. Because he might tell, he, he might tell you to go fuck yourself because he is the main event. If,
0: if Acer wants to, if Acer wants to get up at three thirty in the morning and run the thread, I'm all <laughs> for it. I'll be the first one there. Anything else you wanted to cut, touch on this week before we wrap this marathon episode up? Uh, let's plug it and wrap it. Well, that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back in your ear holes. Well, tomorrow, today, who knows? With Big Ray over in the locker room where we actually found some news that we didn't talk about on this show to talk about. So make sure that you check that out over on the hackerhameen.podbean.com stream. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at HTMPWpod. You can find us on Facebook at HittingTheMarks. You can shoot us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. Make sure that you visit our friends over at thegorillaposition.com for your daily pro wrestling needs. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Rick, how do the stalkers find you?
1: You can find me, as always, on Twitter at the Real rbv, or over Facebook, uh, two of the groups I love chatting it up in, of course, the Hami Media Discussion Group. And you can also catch me over at TheGorillaPosition.com TheGuerrillaPosition.com, I, I know we don't play that one as much, but hey, it is a tremendous group. You're going to get they share of all those tremendous exclusives that you find on the Positions.com main page. But here, you know, you're with the other fans, like minded fans, the educational pro wrestling enthusiasts. We can hit the comments up. We can. Chat about classic old school moments, uh, the latest developments. You're gonna find that in both groups. So make sure Hacker Hamin Media Discussion Group, the discussion group. I think that's about all I've got for this weekend put for this weekend's put.
0: All right, we'll be back Thursday, more hitting the marks, talking WWE, see what in the hell happens this week. For now, we're off like a prom dress.
2: See ya! Watch your Enable <laughs> me. Give up. i your back on A classic cliche, you'll be draping the blame on me. I smell self righteousness. That's the bad guy. Go! Come on! Go on. the bad guy! The bad guy! The bad guy! guy. 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 you never flame burn that story or no. Dwell deep down, on the Get us keep the wrath I'm on my 4. Right! Trick man with a righteous mind across that line, I'll never be that bad guy, I hate you, I hate you, I hate me too, I Fuck you, you. situation is a classic cliche, you will betray, pin the blame on me, I smell self-righteousness, that's the bad guy, go! your bitch and i lie, she was at home with me last night, so I'll be your bad guy, you know I, will be your bad guy, that you're violence.